0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everyone in between, welcome to, should we call it the Minnesotan pod? We'll call it the Minnesotan pod, the spring cleaning episode where I, Peter Odney, and Tony Scott go through everything from boys, youth, girls, youth, boys, high school, girls, high school, juniors, the national team. We've got comments on the NCAA. Tony will fill us in on what he did in Boston during the Frozen Four. It should be an excellent show. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy Is a burning thing and it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire, I fell into a ring of fire. how I do? You did awesome. I'm proud of you. Sh- yes! I'm proud of you. I've never been more excited to play Johnny Cash. Yeah. Well, Anthony, how are you? It's been I'm a doing while. Great. It's been
1: over a week. Yeah, yeah, it seems like more than that. It's been feels like three weeks. You look younger.
0: Well, and that's you, good. You, you, have less I feel wrin- you have less wrinkles.
1: I feel less stressed. I uh, haven't worked much. I've been working, but haven't worked hard. Isn't it nice that nice though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we only have one tournament between now and June twentieth.
0: Is that really is. That we run. No. That we
1: run. June 16th. We run the big one in May, and, but we'll be attending plenty. We'll be going to Charleston. I think I'll be going to Detroit. Yeah. You'll be going to Chicago. Uh, plenty of hockey. We've got
0: plenty of hockey to cover To be here. clear, I'm not going to Chicago. Just like you're not going to Detroit.
1: You're going to <laughs> uh, Birmingham, <laughs>
0: Birmingham, Michigan.
1: Well, I'll be going to Detroit okay. International Airport. That's <laughs> all I know. You're not going to fly into Flint. Mm, I'd like to. That was a really nice... There was nobody there? That was a great airport it was to fly to. Uh,
0: didn't you like Flint? Yeah, because there was nobody it. there. It was great. It took 10 minutes to get a rental car, and we were on It was kind of like a Terminal 2, 45 minutes from everywhere. See, my parents only fly out of Terminal 2, so I'm very comfortable with Terminal I love Terminal 2. Terminal 2. I prefer Terminal 2. Well, this isn't Terminal. That was, no. That's a rough joke. Uh, boys, Youth. You saw... The Boys, Youth, Pee Wee Double and Pee Wee A State Tournament? I did, and I also learned a little something about
1: geography, that uh, Cottage Grove, Minnesota and Woodbury, Minnesota are on the same side of the river. Yes. (laughs) Did you not know that before? I kind of thought I was going to have to get back on 61, go up to 494, 694, Over and then back to radio drive, which would have been to me like a 25-minute drive. Well, it turns out you could take this little back way and get there in six minutes. So I was easily able to go back and forth between the two A and AA tournaments and was able to see everything. The final day was goofy because neither of the championship games Produced much in the second and third periods for drama. So yeah. there really wasn't much to see, and I had to make a decision. Okay, which championship helmet fling do I want? Do I want the double A helmet fling or the single-A helmet fling? And I opted for the single-A helmet fling, you know, yard sale picture because uh, I knew I couldn't be at both. So um, I stuck it out and went with, went with East Grand Forks. It's probably a good
0: you know the farther away from the state tournament site i think I you got to serve them the best i agree i think that's also the best celebration though
1: i agree i agree with that it was really weird you know they were still there's still that minnesota hockey rule where you can't you know not allowed on the ice kind of thing here i was what? how many photos do you think we took that got published by minnesota hockey uh, you know, we hit every state tournament, right? We had someone at pretty much every state tournament, so yeah. they used our photos with our permission to use our photos.
0: Oh, did they really? And no one <laughs> from not
1: Wood- the Wood- Woodbury would let me onto the ice to, to arrange a photo. Oh, for real? So, But because I know Jason Hearn and, and, and Jeff Panzer, I was easily able to get them to come over and stand near the penalty box oh, so I could gosh. take a photo of them and their... Near the penalty box so the they state seriously not let you they would on the not ice. let me on the oh ice. I gosh. was like, you guys, guys, this is for Minnesota hockey. this <laughs> will be published but by your least, entity.
0: but at least you didn't have that feeling of guilt because I had a feeling of guilt when you go out on the ice and do it? well because I, I felt a little bit like a bully. Because I, when I got the girls grouped together, they're all looking at me. Yeah. And, you know, you've got team photographer mom on one side, team photographer dad on the other side, yeah, an assistant coach trying to get a picture on the right. And I'm like, nope. You ignore your parents and you Enlist, ignore watch your my coach. picture. i never you feel look guilty. At me. You know, it's
1: weird. Two years ago or a year ago, uh, I had the Braemars, so I did the the double A and the A back to backs, and and of course, who's running it? Robin Cook who wanted me in charge of taking the picture, Robin Cook. So like every rink is different. You just and I realized yeah. this lady was just enforcing some god awful rule and Robin well, Cook an ins- Robin Cook wasn't it's at an insurance? Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. It's a stupid rule, but it is what it is. You know I, I think it'll be okay. I'm whining, but it was it seems silly. Panthers, like, what are you? Why? I'm a trust well, me. They're not letting me on the ice right now. If the last- and the best part is, the minute the lady left the penalty box, out comes Angie and the cr- the whole crew from the <laughs> end of the penalty box, and they did their picture. Literally, about two minutes after uh, the lady left, they just did it. They just did it the right way.
0: Well, the difference between, and we saw this over the last couple of years with <coughs> COVID protocols, the difference between metro area facilities and outstate facilities, it's very different. Yeah. It's very different. Outposts like East Grand Forks and Moorhead and uh, Duluth to some extent, they play by their own rules. They're not particularly Absolutely. concerned about... Well, you were on the ice ice for the Section A final, 8A final. I was on it two years later. I got scolded during the 4AA final. I tried to go on the ice, and (laughs) I got hollered off. Really? For girls, yeah.
1: For girls? Was it it at Aldrich?
0: Yep, it was at Aldrich. They wouldn't
1: let you on, huh?
0: No. The dude, I came, I took two steps onto the ice, and that guy pulled his mask down and hollered halfway off the ice. You! Off the ice. Off the ice. And I was like, okay. It's always a weird
1: All one. Right. It's always a weird one. Okay. All right, let's start with the boys' youth. Um, we'll do boys' and girls' youth here before you hit your pause button. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do, we're going to do best games of the state tournament that we saw or we kind of heard about. So I saw this Warroad-Hibbing upset on Friday morning over at Woodbury. It was fantastic uh a little fantastic f- for you little finn hansen just stood on his head made toe save blocker save uh he was the story in that game and hibbing gave it everything they had they just didn't get off to as good a start as they would have liked um that was a good game uh the dinataka game in the semi saturday afternoon was about as epic as you could ever imagine just so much speed so much talent um, I think the 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 winner of that game was ended up being a loser because uh, Morehead took it took uh, OMG out to the woodshed. They just they just. Pounded them. They were better, stronger, faster, deeper, mm. and they didn't have as much wear on their tires uh, come Championship Sunday. And, and interesting, Morehead really was the best team in the state that weekend, yeah. and pretty much all year if you think
0: about it. That's funny so. because the last time that I saw Morehead and OMG play it was totally turned around. I know o- OMG spanked Morehead, and, and, and OMG did the same to Woodbury in the first round. So
1: everybody thought after Friday, I'm like, watch out is going to win this, and Moorhead just took it to them. So the game I wish I would have seen, again, I was a scheduled to be at uh, East Grand Forks to see East Grand win their state title because it was kind of a, a land-grant-given thing they were going to win state. But the game I wish I would have seen is the Northfield-Northern Lakes game. Uh, Northern Lakes beats Northfield, which is a little, little mild upset. 3-2 uh, to two in overtime. Drew Paulbuck gets the winner. Uh, he scores five of their six goals in the first two games. So I wish I would have seen that one. That was pretty mm. epic. So,
0: Well, we did have somebody there to see that one. We did,
1: absolutely. Uh, you got a great picture. We had someone in, in Badette as well, and um, um, Moorhead won that one. We'll get to that in just a minute. Well, let's, to do, let's just stick with the Moorhead theme, and then we'll go to Stars of Tomorrow and Selects. Moorhead wins both double A and A. There's a cullen <laughs> on, there's a bunch of cullens on on the peewee team, one cullen on the double uh, A Bantam team, and then there's a craft as well. And, yep. and three years ago, Mason Craft and Owen Craft and all of those cullens didn't live in Moorhead. And that's about as good a move-in crop as you're ever going to find. Um, yep. And um, knock on wood, they can all stay there through high school because if they do, um, Moorhead will get their first state high school title. There is no can one Can you to knock on the that. table again? I'm going to knock, gonna on, knock, the knock table. on some there serious go. wood there. So, there you
0: go. And for the record, those are organic move-ins as well. Yes. Uh, very it's, it's organic. Not, they're not The carpet. Zach Zimmerman one
1: is not organic.
0: He lived no, in Fargo. but the –
1: nor <laughs> nor is like a Gavin Lindbergh who moved in from Fergus the, 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 you know those but but they live there you know they're they're,
0: they're legit well and that's know? what i that's what i mean the collins and the crafts that's not a uh, two sets of carpet baggers i no. mean they built that program into what it is nope. and they naturally wanted to move home
1: yep so I, no problem there no problem there but that's okay. why i
0: bristle a little bit when People go back and forth about Moorhead, like, Oh, they're so good. And then there's always some wise apple who comes like, you know, it's with Matt Cullen, he's bankrolling everything. That's not true. That's not, not true. There's no bankrolling. Bank, that would be a darn good Bantam double A team without Matt Cullen as the head coach and without Brooks Cullen as the starting center. It would be. No confession. offense to either of them, but that would be a stud Bantam team anyway. Yep, so. it would be. It would be.
1: Um, let's talk a little Stars of Tomorrow and selects from on the boys' side. Speaking of Moorhead, I think Rob Grammer put together a real nice 2010 <laughs> North Team. I think that's like their fourth time they've won Stars of Tomorrow. I don't know how they did I think in that's, selects. I asked
0: one of their coaches, and I think he said they'd won four straight.
1: Yeah, I think they've won in every jersey jersey color. Now, yep, um, something like that. That's a nice group that they've put together. Um, I really like speed. I'm, I'm, I'm just pumping north tires here, but the 09. North team was a nice team that mm-hmm. Travis Headley put together. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw them a couple times over at Eden Prairie. I never made it to Bloomington. Did you? Were you over at Bloomington? It was just think you so. and I were tag teaming Eden Prairie. So whatever we got in Eden Prairie, I saw a lot of the 2011 boys. Yep. Um, that's the the Joey Stewart East, and then you had the uh, the South. That was the South team we had the kids from Dallas that people didn't like. That we had
0: people there, from there Dallas. Like, I'm I'm the like, owner.
1: I'm gonna go out here. I'm I'm the owner. Of Youth Hockey Hub. If somebody wants to bring a kid in from Dallas, I'm totally cool with that. There was like one kid from Dallas. I don't care. If you want to bring in kids that are good, no problem. There was like one kid. And here's the deal. The kid from Dallas was not on the original roster. Here are the rules, and let me be real clear about these rules. I use William Whitelaw as my example, right, because he was a stud youth player growing up, right? Yeah. The East always had to put William Whitelaw on their roster. William Whitelaw could not go play for the South. Does that make sense? Okay. So if you were if you were invited in the top seventeen for your region, you can't leave. But if you don't accept, that means they have to go find someone maybe in their region or somewhere outside of their region. And that could be a kid from Dallas or it could be a kid from Moorhead. It could be a kid from Rochester. You just have to wait until after deadline. And once deadline's over, which is February 1st, they have then seven weeks to fill their roster with the best possible roster. Some people don't like that. They think that they have to be within that specific district. We have to fill a competitive team at every region, and I got no problem with people going outside their region to to make a competitive team.
0: Well, it's also a matter of timing. Are we supposed to wait until the day before the tournament for you to find a random kid from a, a inside your district from inside your district or no, should we just it's take silly. the guaranteed route? absolutely there silly. Was, there was also an out of state player playing in the 08 division of stars of tomorrow and great kid great family they moved to florida last year and he had played in every stars of tomorrow from squirt minor all the way up and they needed a goalie, and he came up, and he got to play his last Stars of Tomorrow with the same kids he had been playing with I forever. love it. I so love are we supposed it. to say, no? No, that's No, fantastic. that's stupid. Love that's that.
1: stupid. Love that. Love that. Um, you got some comments on Stars of Tomorrow um, and selects for girls. you want to just jump into girls now, too?
0: Yeah. I can you want to stick
1: on that topic, and then we'll yeah, go back yeah, yeah. to state we'll, we'll and, go and
0: awards and stuff like that? And this encompasses both Stars of Tomorrow and... Selects. I was fortunate enough to catch twelve girls' games. Well, before <laughs> in we Cloud. before we jump to girls, really quick, I will
1: note I did tweet out um, about our awards. Uh, there was a picture of jerseys. Uh, if you're listening to this show. Our co-player of the years will be on the boys' side. Um, just a little tease there. Okay. We did, I did notice that there is a co-player of the year in one of our awards, whether it's Goalie or Peewee or Bantam or high school. There is one co-player of the year, and that is a boys' side. Okay. Okay. All right. We well, can go to the girls. Now
0: Now I know about it. Yes. Um, the, the girls, the 09 birth year. Selects. No, for both. Both. Yeah, and stars at tomorrow. The level of talent in the 09 birth year. It's fun to watch. Is bananas. It's absurd. It is disgusting in the best way possible. Can I they tell you- are so freaking good at the 09 level. It, it, it blew my mind.
1: So I'll tell you a story. We were uh, putting together Team Minnesota, uh, and we had a team that was going to Vegas. And you saw them play down in Vegas, right? Yep. I think
0: they, um, they finished. And they top, had Taylor. They had the big four. names.
1: They had Taylor Hall. They finished. Yeah, they lost in the semis. I think down in Vegas. Bruins. Yeah. So they had um, uh, Taylor Hall and J.C. Chatlin, who are you know they always say the two best, right? Those two, are, two were of on the, two that of team. the best. Two of yeah. the best. Yeah. Right. They were on that team, and uh so we had this we had to fill a team to go down to Nashville last year mm-hmm. and so we just kinda put together a team len Len Lopez put together a team, and they lost a heartbreaker to Boston in the finals okay and I'm looking at this team, I'm like it's not the it's not the top team it's just it had probably six of those girls on the top team, but then it had nine other girls, michaela Gore. Um, Audrey Davis, you know, you know, Kayla Starr, just a bunch of great players. Put together a nice team, and Len and Dave Baker, Steve Anderson, those guys went down there with a great attitude. They had the cowboy hats on the bench. They just, yep. they, just, they just made the best of it, and they rode it all the way to the championship game. And I'm expecting Todd Kelsenberg and his crew to do a little bit of the same when he goes down to Nashville this weekend as well. So That's on Thursday. Yeah, they start Thursday down wow. there. So I, think, I think they'll do well. They'll have a little less you know, big names down there, but I think they're going to do quite well. Well, just it is. You got good talent and good attitude. Well, It goes a, a long way. It's a mixed bag.
0: Yeah, with who shows up at these tournaments. Yeah, it for sure it's is. a it's for a sure different is. roster every day.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Any other girls who jumped out at you in in either of those tournaments, those no-nines? I could just sit there and rip oh, them all um, off. I mean,
0: Audrey Hackler and among, among it's the fun o- to watch among them. the O9s? Yeah, I I took some no- I don't have that notebook with me. Yeah. But uh I don't. E- I don't even want to single out one. Really? Over the other, they just. There's just so many good ones. But there was so much chemistry on those teams. These girls are. Well, they so a lot of them
1: played Stars of Tomorrow together, and then they turn around the next week and play selects together. Yeah. Right. And they,
0: this is a little hockey bonding 101 for people who stop paying attention to the sport as soon as the association season dies. Yeah. These players, this is boys and girls. They do so much traveling in the off season. You can build bonds. Absolutely. Pretty quickly when you stay in a hotel with somebody, when you do team meals together, when you do this off-season stuff together, though that's where friendships blossom.
1: Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Which is going to lead into another topic here in a few seconds called Protect the Flock. But before we do that, I want to talk about you spent a lot of your state tournament. I spent the entire state You had state 15 U and 12 U. Yep. A over in uh, Stillwater. I'd love to get your take on that Bemidji Edina game because you know, you know the old. I wish I would have seen this game. Absolute heartbreaker. That's the
0: one I would have liked to have seen. That seemed like a great one to me. It hurt my heart <laughs> to watch that <laughs> game. And and hats off to Edina. They played a fantastic. Yeah. Game. And but it it was hard. It was hard because Bemidji kind of steamrolled Coon Rapids Champlin Park. Yeah, and just... a,
1: and that was kind of a a uh, vindictive game for a vic- victory for those guys because they had gotten beat by them in the first round of our tournament.
0: Yep, and they uh, they reminded me. of— Remember the...
1: after they lost, you know, and then they just rolled through the back door and killed
0: everybody. Yeah. But it reminded me of the Prior Lake boys in the first round where uh, Bailey Roop had a hat trick and she scored three consecutive goals and they just kind of rolled over. Everything was clicking. And then they come up against Edina and as talented and as good as Bemidji is, Edina's got three lines of B plus to A plus players, and yeah. they can roll any defender and the good goal t- They just have the numbers. So in a war of attrition like the postseason is, yeah, Edina especially when you get into overs- overtime, match, right? Especially when you get into overtime. So Edina right. takes a three nothing lead, and it's everybody you would expect. It's Avery Cooper, it's Madeline Hanson, Callie Arthur, it's yeah. three Ripper with four forty six to go in the third period. Hayden Sights pokes in a goal for Bemidji. Yeah, makes it interesting, and right? The Bemidji fans and I are excited because they're on the board. That's great. You're excited but too. They look totally. Are you cheering for Bemidji at this point as a
1: unbiased media member? Silently, <laughs> silently.
0: <laughs> but you, you want
1: to see a good game. Yeah, right? but they I'm just, always if he, if if Bemidji was up three nothing,
0: I would want to die. I would to want to die.
1: I'm the guy that's cheering for a good game.
0: Down. That's all I ever cheer for. I don't really cheer for a team. I cheer for the good game. Dan Shaughnessy, Boston Globe, greatest quote ever. I don't root for teams. I root for myself. So do I. I root for myself. I root for myself. So Hayden Sites pokes in a rebound. Bemidji looks totally gassed at this point. They go on the power play. Naomi Johnson scores. Now, Now they're within one with 2.46 to go. 30 seconds left, and it is total chaos. It's random shots coming from wherever. There's saves all over the place. And then all of a sudden, Emma Griner scores, and the entire Bemidji side of the ice goes crazy. Uh, And then in overtime, Callie Arthur scored. Andy Dyna marches on to the state final.
1: And state championship. And the state championship. They beat Tonka in the finals? They did. Okay, was, I <laughs> was,
0: you know, I, That's the most
1: 12A <laughs> final of ever.
0: Well, but in well, the 15A I, final it was Edina and Andover. I know. So I, I left. I left the rink that night, defeated, totally bummed out, <laughs> totally bummed out. And not, that's nothing against Edina and Minnetonka. And I was hoping, thing. from your perspective, I was
1: hoping we would see Rosemount. In the I thought, finals. I hoped I we would see Rosemount, Rosemount. Um, just because not for any other reason. Just a different. It's somebody different. Jersey. We're crying out loud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, last yeah.
0: note on the Edina-Bemidji game. The three goals scored by Bemidji in the last 446. No Bailey Roop. Yeah. Millie Knott didn't score no. one. Mally McLean didn't score one. Yeah. So they're big. Uh, they found some depth in Aiden Seitz, Naomi Johnson, and Emma Griner, which this is great. That's, re- that's really, really cool.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, good
0: coverage there. Oh, thank, good you. Coverage. Thank, thank you. Good coverage. Thank you for that. Good, you. good minutes and, and yes, notes. Edina ended up. Winning, winning the whole deal over Minnetonka. All right,
1: so we we talked about SOT and selects for the girls 09s. nines. Yep. Um, any comments on any teases we could give for our girls players of the year? So we have our high school player of the year. Ah, uh, they're good. We have our 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 um, girls oh. youth player of the year and our goalie of the year. Right? So there's three yep. girls, right?
0: Yep. And the yep. quick rundown of the 15A. Yes, okay. State tournament. Uh, Dinah won that one as well. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, they they beat Andover. Andover escaped Rosemount in the semifinals. They were outshot, if memory serves, 43 Three to 5? 43 five? to 8? Eight. Eight? Eight? Hang on, I'm going to pull up the actual number. It was, I had my heart broken so many times while I was in Stillwater. Yeah. Um. Were you gonna take a shot at that that Andover? I'm not gonna take a
1: shot. I thought you were. Team. If you not, not, if you don't do shot.
0: it, I will. Uh, I don't. Sh- I don't shoot. I don't. Shoot. I'll, you want me to do it? I was never I, a shooter. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the when, sword here. When I was a player, I was never a shooter, and as an overvalued tournament director, I'm not going to be a shooter okay. either. So no. I'm just going to say this:
1: uh, Andover beats Rosemount in that game. Uh, their goaltenders from
0: P and their Game-winning goal scorer is from Prior Lake. Yeah, let me make sure. It's a sure bad look. It wasn't who it was. I like no, it. no, it was uh, not. Piper Andrews. She scored the game winner. She had the game winner. But uh, Addie, okay, Addie Cowan was all over the ice. It, right. was kinda, it was kind
1: of it was, and everybody knows it. It's not like we're breaking. It's not breaking news here. It was right? the Cowan Andrews show. Yeah,
0: offensively for
1: for. And, an and, and hats off to, uh, seriously, hats, hats off to, to Kayla Swartout for getting to play in a role where, in a year where she was kind of in no man's land between eighth grade and, and now, nine, once she enters ninth grade, she can play whatever high school she goes to. But she really yeah. had nowhere to play, and, and Andover didn't have a goalie, and, and the powers to be made it happen. And hats off to her for doing it. Well, but, she
0: took advantage of that spot yeah. too. Rosemount outshot them 39 to 5. Yeah, so it was five. I said five. Yeah, yeah, crazy, Uh, crazy, crazy. And Andover still ended up winning. So I hung out at the Saint Croix Valley Rec Center for about forty-five minutes after that game, just kind of staring at blank ice. Yeah, that was so.
1: We have this topic here called "Protect Your Flock," and and what I thought was interesting is you asked me were there any high school coaches at the Peewee State tournaments, and I'm like, eh, I've seen plenty of high school coaches at boys state. Uh, definitely. I saw Bruce plant at, in Rogers one year, uh, 2014
0: grandchildren on the team.
1: Uh, nope. He had no grandchildren. Not on that one. No, not at all. This is 2014. Um, so my point being is you see a little bit of it. Uh, I've seen the Maple Grove head coach. I've seen plenty of head coaches, but I didn't see any this year. Um, but you said you saw multiple um, girls' high school coaches at the state tournament watching their squads. Tell, I me, did. Who, tell me who was there. I think it's interesting you call them out by name because it's I, great.
0: And I mean this in a complimentary way. It's very good. Well, and I also appreciate a coach coming over and saying hello. Right. That, that's always fun. Uh, Mira Yalosuo was there. It's in her backyard. Yep. I mean, what, is she knocking on yeah, I be don't there? know where Mira lives, though, but that's still still in her backyard. I have a hunch. Backyard. I have a hunch but I don't want to sound like a stalker. I f- okay. I think I drove past her one day. Okay. Right. Um she was there uh got to see the baby for the first time. That Casper? Was fun. Casper. Oh, he's a he's a he's a tank. Judy. Yeah. Yeah, kid is a tank. Love it. Um she was there watching her 12s. Todd Gutterman was there watching his Coon Rapids. Cha- I think he came for the consolation games too. I believe it. Um Tony Shied I think was at the fifteen. Rosemount U. games. A yep. couple of Rosemount girls are gonna be at Creighton. And uh, I believe Sammy Reber was there for the state championship games. Wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. Is there another one? Sean Moline was at a game. Okay. I don't remember which one.
1: But his niece plays for Andover's twelve A. Okay, that's probably why he yep. was there
0: then. Yep, but he's also
1: there, he's right? There. He's there. He's checking it out, so right? To see Visible.
0: A, to see a a coach. Especially Todd Gutterman and it's his first year at Coon Rapids Champlain Park. But he's right. there, he's got his backpack, he's got a notebook with him, he's watching, he's kinda of looking at body language stuff, he's checking out who who could be a leader for him next year. And with the amount of talent on that team, those players are gonna have options. They're yeah, gonna somebody is gonna be in June Semling's ear saying, <laughs> If you want I to I love play, how you
1: call out Junie. Why?
0: Why? <laughs> It's true I, though. They have very. They have it's very true. Kylie, a You didn't want to say one player. name
1: of the '09 selects, but all of a sudden you drop a June. But, bomb she, on but me. she
0: was the one that I thought of because she. It's, in, for, it's totally I, 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 I realistic. I snapped that picture of she and Bailey Roop chatting after yes. the game, and I think I, I jokingly texted you and I said, yeah, exactly. ha, ha, "June Semling to Bemidji, confirmed." Yes, and she's she's not. but, oh. uh, but their teams are looking at that, and they know who the good players yes. are, and they'll have options. Just don't. But, yeah, no mystery. And it's not like, it's not like guts had to show up with a fruit basket or a fistful of twenty dollar bills. But you're there. Just you've be got there. Your, you've got your hat on and your jacket on, and those are your players. Yep. Those your those flock. are your girls. They're in your system. Yes. And for all intents and purposes, they are going to play blue bluebird hockey in high yep. school. So why wouldn't you got to be there? Want to be there? You got to be there. Then you I attach agree. a face with a name and a face with a voice. And Amen to that. All right. Um, do you want to hit the pause button
1: here and then yeah. we'll move on to the girls and boys high school?
0: I hope I remember how
1: to. All right. We're going to kick off a little boys high school chatter, talk some job uh, openings, uh, new coaches. Uh, Talk about awards, all that kind of stuff, NTDP. Um, Let's kick it off with the STA job. I think this is something that that has not been potted on. So I'm sure we'll get some uh, good uh, vibes, get some good listeners on this part of the show. Um, STA. Um, does not renew the contract, that means they fired Trent Eigner. I mean, there's no nice way of saying that. Trent Eigner was let go at St. Thomas Academy um, mm-hmm. with really no cause, um, at least publicly, because Trent told me personally that they didn't really have a reason other than he he was not being renewed. Mm-hmm. Kind of a scary kind of situation. A lot of these coaches – are being let go and they really haven't done much wrong or anything wrong really and in in an environment where it's harder and harder to find good coaches firing early is a is kind of a a bad look
0: i don't i don't know what sta gains i don't either like i know they're going to get a really good coach but they already had a really good coach but, and you can point at their pedestrian record this year. They lose one of their best players right away to an injury. Right. And they had some some young guys on the team, some inexperience on the team and they went 5 500. 500. Yeah. But they had some good wins in there and you're not going to go wins. you're not going to go 31 and 0 every year. So I don't think it was performance based. I don't it couldn't be. It could not. But have that been. but that's my point. If it's not performance based, and he didn't set the building on fire or launch right. a Molotov through the rink windows, right. then what are what are we? What do you think you're? There's getting? a few
1: theories. There's a few theories, but I, you know I wouldn't speak about those publicly. I don't even but want I, I to have know what theories, theories are. On because it.
0: if we're crafting theories about why high school athletic coaches are being let go, then we have jumped the shark I when agree. it comes to amateur and prep athletics. Um, Mike Terwilliger left Jefferson and accepted the
1: Eden Prairie job. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's one for you. We could talk about that. I think Matt Elson is the leader in the clubhouse to replace Twigs at Jefferson. Matt's been a longtime assistant at Jefferson. Really good guy. Okay. Here's one that just came across the wire. I haven't even tweeted this one out yet. Craig Larson, this is Reed Larson from Grand Rapids, brother, the longtime coach at Northern Lakes, resigned on Sunday night. I just got that word on, word on that. And interesting, because we've already talked about Northern Lakes a little bit here on the show, which is rare for us to get a lot of Northern Lakes love, but with a peewee team that was close to state and a Bantam team that made it to state, the future's really bright for the mm-hmm. uh, Pequot lakes Aiken crosby Ayrton, uh, co op if you ask me. Yeah. And they're in a section that's very, very winnable. Uh, they moved over to the five with... with um, with Saint Cloud Cathedral and Little, Little Falls, Falls and all the rest of those guys and, and, and Monticello, so it's it's a it's a very winnable section.
0: And I can only think of one entity that might want a piece of those players. There, it's not like um, right it, Brainerd. It's, it's right. Well, I was going to say North Star Academy. North
1: Yeah, and North yes, Star Christian. Absolutely might want a piece absolutely. of a couple. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. They but are very other, good at getting it, those guys. But it's not like St. Louis Park where you share a freaking rink <laughs> with a private school that is always in open st- for business. Yeah. So I can only think of North Star Christian would be the only place that might make an overture to one of those players. And I, mean, I agree. And Bon Voyage if that's your decision, that's your decision. I'm with you. I'm with but you. But I don't that. think there's there's no school in the weeds that might pop out for some of those. We spots.
1: had one lock for the for the a postseason award and one surprise, I thought. Uh Max Strand wins Mr. Hockey, second Mr. Hockey winner from Roso.
0: Fantastic.
1: And a lock, which was Ben Also
0: fantastic. Right. I liked both selections. I in I mean you followed boys more closely than I did this year, but I've always assumed that Mr. Hockey is more of a Stats plus polish plus an ability to be an ambassador for Minnesota hockey down the road. I don't think as a
1: voter, because I'm on the board, okay. I, I've given no provision as to who I'm to vote for. I'm given seven slots.
0: But in So in my world, I would view Tom Chorsky as the apex. Polished, the right. light well-known throughout the state, stays involved with the game, uh, has the ability to do things like come back and host, and he's a good ambassador for the Minnesota model. Brian Bonin. Brian Bonin. Right? There's another one to would be perfect. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Okay. I, so I, was, that what, I
1: But there's no criteria for that.
0: But what I'm saying is I'm not that upset that Alex Bump didn't win the award. Alex had a fantastic year. He had an incredible state tournament. But if we're basing the award off – More than pure numbers. No, they don't. Recency bias. No, no,
1: no. Alex Bump's performance, what he did, happened after the ballots were cast. That's a fact.
0: I don't think it would have made a difference. Uh, I think it would have changed. I think
1: everybody would. I think he would have won the award hands down. But how do you? How can you have a vote on something uh, on Thursday? On Friday night, and the and the event
0: is the next day. You just it can't be done. Well, you can you can question that next year when you're off the board for spilling the beans <laughs> about when the votes were tallied. No, it's pretty public. I agree with that. I also would want to avoid recency yeah. bias when it comes to selecting an award because if you don't, then you're going to end up picking whoever had the best state tournament ever. I agree. Which I agree doesn't count for I
1: agree I had no problem with it when Thor (laughs) Bufflin didn't I've said this a couple times on our boys pod when Thor Bufflin didn't make the top 10 I knew that everybody loaded their Roso northern ballot with Max Strand I said that I said you know what I think Max Strand's gonna win this I, I Danny and I went back and forth on this a bunch of times I go watch it Strand's gonna win it and sure enough he and I were did our finished our high school pod uh, our postseason high school pot, and then watched it on YHH, and we were like, we couldn't believe it. We were both mm-hmm. shocked that he won. Not sh- that not that he wasn't deserving, but I thought that I thought it would be somebody different. I, we had no idea. That's, that's it was that kind of year. You didn't know what was going to happen.
0: Yeah. I don't think I was shocked. I think I was still exhausted. Yes. So I was sitting in my bed clipping <laughs> those clips, and I've got like a bottle of Excedrin and a half. <laughs> oh, you did coffee. the clips, didn't you? I did the clips. That's right. We I normally have someone clips, who does so those clips. Well, I, nice work on I, those clips. I had to sit through that the entire thing. banquet. I had to sit through the entire banquet. Yes, you did. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh,
1: speaking of high school, let's see how many high school kids well, made now, get, the NTDP. What, since what, since what?
0: you're on the board, can you get them to switch the banquet? For Mister Hockey to not Sunday morning, I don't know. I think it works well because everybody's in town. All right, let's look at the NTDP
1: kids. Uh, Will Scan was a high school kid. Uh, Shorty McMorrow was a high school kid. Logan Hensler was a high school kid, and one Bantam Sam Larilla. Max Plant was also. Oh, a high school Max kid. Plant. Sorry, and Sam Larilla. Sam Larilla was Bantams. in Bantams, and then uh, Whipple was it? John Whipple. John Whipple. John Whipple and um, Brody Zemer. Yeah, uh, were Shattuck kids that made the team. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on those kids going to Detroit?
0: Good for them. Yeah, I, wait, wait. <laughs> I I hate the notion that the NTDP, in air quotes, poaches kids. The word, the term poaching, gets so overused. Poaching infers that these kids had no option. Their parents were not consulted. They were essentially kidnapped and brought to Plymouth, <laughs> Michigan. No, the NTDP talks to the parents. They talk to the kids. They make their offer, and most kids accept because if you look at the twenty what uh, 20, 2017 draft, yeah. and 18 of the first 30 kids selected were NTDP kids, they don't have to make that big of a sales pitch. They just point at the first round of the NHL draft five years ago and say, look there at that. There you go. Seven out of the nine invited are going to end up going, and I can't think of a better advertisement for Minnesota hockey and Minnesota talent than having seven players on that. I house. agree. All I of these
1: kids at some point played Minnesota hockey. Yep. Uh, I think the one who played the least amount of Minnesota hockey would be McMorrow. Um, he played a lot of Tier One hockey. Uh Whipple played one year of Minnesota Bantams. He moved here from New Jersey. His family's yep. moved here. Uh when people say I've never heard of Whipple, he his family lived in New Jersey, but the mother grew up in my neighborhood. Grew up in, uh, in Minneapolis, so they do have some Minnesota roots here. In yeah, and so I, I would definitely consider John a Minnesota kid. He, he spent out, a lot of time here. His first cousin is John Stout, who's a D man for for Minnesota. Another very talented.
0: Player. Yes. Um, it, so the people who say, I've never heard of John Whipple. You weren't really supposed to hear of, no, hear of John
1: No, probably Whipple. not. Yeah. Probably not. But uh, Skahan, Larilla, uh, Hensler, all these, Max Plant, these are kids that have
0: been outstanding players there at this age group. No surprise that they made it. The Plant one to me is surprising. I was surprised that he got offered. Why? Not because he's not talented and not because he doesn't play hard. Yep. But the NTDP has a f- fairly generic type of player.
1: Yes. But they, they always have a couple small guys. But they
0: never they don't really jump out for a five what is he five six, five seven? Mm, he's taller than that. 5'8"? eight, five eight. Five, five, nine, five eight. I'd say five eight there. for sure. Um, but the fact that he did get offered means they really see something in him. Because wow. generally you it's de- hard to miss if you design right? the N T D P player it's six feet tall, you're about hundred and seventy pounds with Austin Burovic. Yeah. Right? You if you're looking for a type <laughs> Oh, Austin a, they have a type. They also That's
1: a, why I thought Ben Miller, who's 6'2", at least, I thought he was in for
0: sure because he's that Austin Burnovic type. But if you look at the kids who got selected, there is a glut of ultra-talented forwards in this 06 age group. Right. There there are a ton of yeah. good 06 forwards. The 06 age group for the United States in general is, is very, so very good. good.
1: So good. Very good. I'm going to look up my... I'm, Dude did an interview with Max. I'm going to see he's, I'm six foot tall. Let's see how tall he is. He's standing right next to me. You see, he's, he's not needed. six feet tall. No, I'm six feet tall. Look at there. He's, he's pretty so close. He's to five, eye. Eye. He's
0: about my height. Five, nine five, maybe? nine, five, nine. So well, I figured I apologize, Max. I thought you were shorter. Than yeah. That. And yeah. Now so, the next time I see him, he's going to cold cock me. Behind <laughs> drive my face into the ice. Like Todd Bertuzzi. So I was like, I
1: wonder how tall he is. Let's just pull up the interview. Yeah. You know, we were both wearing tennis shoes. It's, and when, what, five, eight, I, and when five, I say nine. the
0: NTDP has a type, that's also in terms of type of player, too. Yeah. So they don't want to bring along a kid who they think might have issues being homesick because yep. how much energy can you devote to a kid that you plucked out of small town wherever right? and who is just longing to go back home? Zemer is essentially a Tier 1 kid. Whipple yep. is a Tier 1 kid. McMorrow's a Tier 1 kid. Skahan's uh, a Tier 1 kid. is a Tier 1 kid. Dallas is yes, Elite. Yes, he did. Uh Plant is the exception, and Logan Hensler has always kind of been a lock to go where just he was. Just because he wanted. can just go wherever he wants. He could. He could end up wherever. He could go wherever he wanted to go. He's but so that, talented. All of those players fit the NTDP, with yep. the exception of my preconceived notions about Max Plant.
1: Yep. But I'm, you I'll be thrilled to see what happens with him. There you go. Oh, so am I. So am I. All right. Uh, that pretty much wraps up the boys' high school side. Let's switch over to girls' high school. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for me? What do you got? Wyzetta, we got some, sh- we got some uh, jobs that opened up, right?
0: The YZA job is open. And if you get can. So is who Eden can, Prairie job. Here's the difference. If you can get the YZA job and you can just chill <laughs> for a year or two, you have that 12U team on its, its way. Loaded. Up. And if you can keep them together. Protect your flock, you're going to have a team that can compete with Edina. With any team in the state. So, if somebody, that's why I was a little surprised to see Taylor Williamson leave that job. I, I don't know if a reason has come out. The only reason I could see her leaving is she's got a shot at an assistant job
1: somewhere in else.
0: Maybe, or maybe the head job at St. Cloud. I think she's a little young for a head job. She might be. A little she young might for a be. head job. That'll uh, be, that's, another,
1: that's another topic. Well, I'll put that one up here. The St. Cloud I'm put State opening? I'm going to put that over here in the NCAA discussion for it's, later. Yeah, that's there. That's, that's, that's there for it's sure. There. I've
0: heard a couple of rumblings about some yeah. coaches that have thought about throwing their hat into right. the mix. Right, we'll talk about it. Uh, Eden Prairie, Jamie Grossman leaves for Shakopee. Talk um, about cupboard full and cupboard
1: Empty. I've thought that I the think girls' the program at Eden full. Prairie is not as full. No, it's not. And, uh, I mean, they couldn't fill the field 15-18 this year. They just yep. played 15-B. They did win yeah. state.
0: They have a decent 12-U team.
1: Decent, but not fantastic, no. right? But uh, Y Z on the other hand, is loaded, yeah. loaded, de- top to bottom. Their 10-A's were great. Their 12-A's were great. Their 15-A's were above average. Uh, As usual, Mm -hmm. I think that Wyzetta's – whoever gets that Wyzetta job is sitting in the cabbage patch as far as talent is concerned.
0: If you can last for a couple of years.
1: Why would someone leave Eden Prairie, Jamie Grossman, to go to Shakopee? Well, somebody.
0: Because they're on
1: the the come, you're thinking?
0: Well, I I think he has connections to Shakopee already. Okay. I think he's, I think I I don't want to give the forum any credit because sometimes it turns into a pissing contest. But I did read on the forum that he's on the youth board. In Shakopee. In Shakopee. I'm going to okay. double-check that momentarily. But it's not just leaving Eden Prairie to go to Shakopee. Jamie has been at Eden Prairie since Obama's first term. <laughs> Maybe even earlier than that. He has,
1: and he's won a state title he's there, He's won a state
0: title there. Yep. Um, I've always enjoyed my interactions with Jamie. He's always had time for me, whether it be after games or um, between periods. Sure. Actually, I don't know if we've ever talked between periods. But af- after games, he's always had time for me, so... Uh, good luck to him in Shakopee. I don't know what Shakopee has coming down the pipeline. I think their, right. their 10 A's were decent. Decent, at for At sure. Yep. But uh, that's getting ahead of ourselves. Way, way ahead of ourselves. Um, Chicago Lakes
1: job came open today. Dave Bergen. Um, I have his stats here, too. Dave You're going to laugh. He, he resigned at uh, Chicago Lakes today.
0: All-time good, dude.
1: 77 and 100, and like six ties. This doesn't sound very good, right? Yeah. But if you look at his first year in 2015 16, three and 23. So he was negative 20 on the uh, win loss chart. So if you take out his first year, he was about a 500 coach. Obviously, mm. they made it to the, sec- the state semifinals last year and to a section final this year. I thought Dave did a wonderful job with the Wildcats. Okay.
0: He did. He really did, and that's a that's another cabbage patch job.
1: I, I think, think it is because too. of the
0: co-op with Forest
1: Lake. I know the they Forest have a really Lake nice fifteen group. They do, and I think a lot of those kids might end up at Chisago.
0: Not saying they could compete with Andover and seven, but you can but compete in four. It, you can definitely you can compete, compete in in four, in four with South Saint Paul, especially after this next crop. Graduates from Southlake. Yes, I agree with that.
1: I agree with that. So, so we've covered that. The awards. Yes. Uh, last last um,
0: note: Jamie Grossman is a board member of Shakopee Youth Hockey. His there you go. Little, um, description says recruitment slash try hockey. So, wow, if he's involved at. That, that level, that That's grassroots amazing. level where you're handing out skates and sticks to kids that have never seen a hockey puck. That's pretty good. He looks like you're invested. Yep. Okay, uh, Last,
1: uh, second to last item, uh, awards, Miss Hockey, Vivian Jungles, any surprise there? No. Uh, Maggie Malika? Malika. You, malika. Pronounce, you pronounce it different every time. I malika. do that just to confuse you. I say Malika, and you said it's Malika. It's I'm mo- like, all right. It's Malika. Uh, granddaughter of Paul Krauss, who you'd never heard of, the all time lead NFL leader Paul, in interceptions. Paul, Paul
0: Krauss should introduce himself <laughs> as the grandfather of Maggie Maleka. <laughs> ah no, no, sorry.
1: I love Maggie, but no. all time interception leader NFL. Um any surprise there? No. No, I don't think so either. On I the really ice, don't.
0: off the ice. We she came in for uh the state tournament interview, and we were all impressed <laughs> by uh, the polish. She was <laughs> so good. There were, I mean, think lady. about the
1: girls' interviews. I did boys two weeks later, mm-hmm. and they were good too, good in a different way. The girls were just unbelievable, so
0: personable.
1: I know. You know I mean, mean Isla Rice Camp. She was a great interview. Yep. Um, La Roche. What's her first name? Olivia unbelievable. She's going to
0: work for us. As well. She's
1: unbelievable. Um, let's see who else Issa Gettle uh, would have stayed Issa Gettle. the entire day. She would have, she was great. Yep. Um, who else jumped on us that day? Um, I uh, thought Kara Sajovic was pretty funny. Yes. Yes. She was, she was good. She was good. She
0: had some good quips off camera too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was good. So, so many fun, uh, kids and you went down to the hotels and got, Warroad and Laverne, Laverne.
0: yeah. It did Warroad and Laverne. I was wandering. Shout out to my girlfriend. Did you have Lara, Peyton Bork who drove me around? Is that who you interviewed from no, Laverne? It what? was Reagan Bork.
1: Reagan Bork. Sorry, no, that's Reagan what I meant. Bork. I don't know who Peyton Bork is. I, I, don't remember, I made that one up. I don't remember who it is now? was there it? were two of them? There were two, of them. There were two of them. Yeah, you don't remember?
0: I don't remember who I. Interviewed. I think it was Reagan
1: Bork. It was Reagan Bork.
0: But she brought... Bleach blonde hair. She brought somebody else with her, though, which, thank God, because I don't want to look like a weirdo walking around. In a hotel room? It wasn't a room. It was in a lobby. Lobby. That's what I meant, hotel lobby. Right after the lady at the Intercontinental told me I wasn't allowed to set up my backdrop. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Just went around the corner and set it up. Whatever. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think she was going to fight that
1: battle. We have two (laughs) national champions You're damn right. Uh, 14U Green Giants, which is District 10. Yep. And they had a couple, I think Lager and June Semling were 08s on that team as well, on an 07 team. But I'm pretty sure the Big Four was involved in. The top four
0: leading scorers were all from Andover. I
1: was going to say, let me
0: guess. uh, Engler. Engler,
1: Christensen, uh, Mackenzie Jones, maybe
0: Courtney Little, maybe Hannah Olson. Hold, hold please. (laughs) Maya Engler, Hannah Christensen, Courtney Little. I do want to mention Lauren Lafferty, however, a product of the Anoka Rodgers. Love it. Love it. She played goalie, right? She did. I believe she played in all the games. She didn't play in all of them. Oh no! She but played in the last two, three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she she played well too. She had there was some crazy stat, and I don't know where you wrote it down. Dang it! Where did don't I don't have it that? anymore? No, but she ended up with some of the best goalie numbers in the entire tournament. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. she had had a fantastic and then i'm gonna take a shot at this
1: minnesota gray team you know i i love the team it's a great team i'm very connected to many of the players on the team uh top to bottom congratulations they won but that basically is the minnesota all-stars right um i'm not ripping on it but like they should win They should win. That's like the dream team winning the 92 Olympics, you know, like they should win it. In my opinion, they're yeah. so talented. It's a, That's it's an a,
0: unbelievable team. Okay, fine. It's a Minnesota All-Star team, but then they also get to play <laughs> the East Coast Wizards, who have players from all, and they uh, played together all year. Maryland, Virginia, New Jersey, whatever. You. And then they played Shattuck in yep. the semifinals, which yep. has players from all over the country. Yep. And then they played BK Selects, who have yep. a rotating cast. Agreed. agreed roster agree changes. Every they other lost play. to Little Caesars, I believe. In they did not. Who they lose to in nope. pool play? Uh, Minnesota Gray went six and zero. Oh, they did. They did. They beat Florida Alliance seven nothing. Did the tire Green 1-0. Giants lose? Must have lost. Green in pool Giants play. lost a little. Season okay, there it so. was. Sorry. And sorry. then the Minnesota Lakers went three and zero in pool play and then lost, lost in the first round of the playoffs to yeah. the Acabit Valley.
1: And Asabet Valley the one that's the Boston team. They have, they're the one that's always gives the Green Giants
0: the biggest fits. That's a weird team. Why? Acabit Valley. What about them? Because it's just, when you think Massachusetts Tier 1 hockey is you the don't think first of thing Valley. you think of as Acabit no, Valley. No, I think of South Shore Kings. I don't think of South Shore I Kings. think of Middlesex Islanders. Middlesex Islanders. <laughs> you know. That's, that one. Boston, Boston Junior, Junior Eagles, Eagles. Boston Junior Terriers. Yeah. I would love I to go that. to one of those games. Yeah. Junior Eagles versus Junior Terriers. Yeah. That would be sick. All right. I just said sick. I think it's time to move on. It is
1: time to move on. We've cleared the boys' high school and girls high school part of this show. All right, we're back for the juniors, the the Minnesotans and juniors. So you gotta let this is a segment that's kind of uh give you kind of an update of what's going on with kids after the high school season going back to the North American League and the USHL and so you can just kind of a give you an update. You don't have to go on to the uh, USHL website, the NAHL website to figure out where these high school kids go and what are they doing? So, uh, we did the work for you. I hope you enjoy this segment here. Where do you want to start, Peter? You want to start with the, the golden boy, uh, Alex Bump? Uh,
0: there's gotta be a cooler nickname for him than golden
1: boy. Well, he had those golden breezers. He's got the golden locks. And he met
0: John Mayasich. John, met John Mayasich. I mean, what more do you want? You, know? you could make an argument that he's a better player than John Mayasich. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. You can do lots, but you can't do that. Some, some old bat is going to be in the Twitter mentions after that one. <laughs> Freaking uh, out. Uh, yeah. Alex Bump, 11 g- games played and 6 points. A very bumpy in stat line. 5 goals and, and 1 assist. assist. Very
1: bumpy. In I like very that. Very bumpy. In
0: Like Orwellian?
1: Bumpian? I
0: think, okay, Orwellian has become...
1: <laughs> kind like of worms like it?
0: poached. Orwellian has become so overused yes. by people who never read any Orwell. of George Orwell's <laughs> oh. work.
1: Oh, did he write more than 80... Did he write... Uh, what else did he read? Is he Animal Farm? Animal Farm, too? I think he did. I think he did. I read that
0: one, too. That one's scary. Animal I think is animal animal scary, man. People always quote 1984, but Animal Farm is the one. That is scary. I, from I what I've read about George out. Orwell and from his works that I've read, I think he was a very dark individual. Yes. So I think Animal Farm is like peak Orwell. Yes, I agree with that. Okay, back to hockey. Uh, Max Strand, 16 games played for St. Cloud in the Nall. That's a good number. 14 points? 14 points, yeah. That's pretty good. Five goals, nine assists.
1: Nice little balance. That's pretty good. Um, Yeah. I was surprised he had that many points because the Nawl is not like, oh, it's lower league. That is a tough league. They don't score a lot. There's a lot of chip and dump, you know, kind of hockey. Uh, that's not easy to get points, and he's got a lot of. That's fourteen points. He got. He's got more points than uh, Axel Begley and and Will Schumacher do. That's for sure. So yeah, but Axel's a defender. I know, I know. But so Begley has got eleven games back with the Magicians. So yep. does Schumacher's got ten. He's got three points. Begley's got two. two? Okay, the rest of our notes will be uh, kids who played high school hockey and are playing in the USHL. Here's a couple that really haven't played any. Uh, Bufflin, I'm not sure he's even in Chicago because he hasn't registered a game played.
0: I hope he's fishing.
1: Dylan Godbout and uh, Jimmy Clark have each logged a game for Sioux City, but they're in a little bit different situation. I ran into Jason at the Stars of Tomorrow, and he said, you know, they're going to the playoffs. They're going to get to practice with the guys. They're going to get them a couple games once they clinch kind of thing. I expect uh, Jimmy Clark and Dylan Godbout to be kind of on the same page. And you know what? They can be insurance if uh, people get hurt and they make a deep playoff run.
0: Well, it's kind of like an NHL team that pulls up the black aces for a playoff run. You're not going to play, but you're going to practice and you're going to you're going to see what it looks like. Right. You're going to see what it looks like.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're big on Dylan for next year, as the dad was telling me. I can believe who couldn't be big on and Dylan Godbout. All right. Uh, Sam Renzel couldn't. We had a weird uh, technology moment. Uh,
0: can't find him.
1: <laughs> no, but you said that elite prospects had him At with 19 games, games played. Yep. Right? Did you get any game points on that 19 games played?
0: Uh, I'll check again. But we were on
1: the USHL, and he's not even on, the Waterloo
0: not on their Waterloo roster. roster.
1: So we don't so, know what to believe. So we're if we say he didn't play, our apologies. He says he's played and hasn't played.
0: So uh, It says 19 games played for Waterloo, goal and seven assists. Okay. So, yeah. And surely,
1: impressive, very impressive young man. Uh-huh. Um, okay, Jackson Panzer has gotten 15 games because they got dismissed pretty early in the uh, playoff process. Yep, seven points for the future North Dakota commits. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. That's about where I thought he would be in 15 games for Sioux Falls.
0: Yeah, I watched him play with Minot earlier in the season in the Knoll. Yep, you did, didn't you? I did. I saw him play during the showcase, and then. I haven't, I haven't live-streamed any of the USHL games, so I haven't no. seen him since then. But.
1: All right. Uh, Zam Plants, uh, I saw he was <laughs> recently named the Duluth News Player of the Year. He's a high school player of the year finalist well, for us.
0: I didn't suspect that.
1: And he has 12 games played and 12 points, yep. about what I expected I from him. Watched
0: him in Pittsburgh, and he... At times, he looks like one of the best players on the ice, but he is still young. Yeah. And physically he's still behind some of those guys. So let, it, let him grow, let him lift, let him eat, let him do dry land. And his, he's as smart as everybody else on the ice. Yeah. He's just maybe a step behind because he's playing against 20-year-olds. Right. And he looks good, and he's also in a really good spot. Absolutely. If you had to pick a USHL franchise to get your development on – uh, it would be chicago
1: how fun would it be to see uh next year zam versus max in a u17 game versus who can cross check the other in the throat first <laughs> <laughs> it won't if, happen for a while i don't think the 17s will get access to them it's for a 18s. while
0: the no the 18s play
1: them no both 17s and 18s Is really? play yeah 17s and 18s play in the ushl it depend,
0: depends on the night okay
1: It depends on the night Depends on the availability So
0: Maybe I thought that Because when I was out In Pittsburgh For the fall classic It It was was just the U18s Yeah
1: And the 17s Were doing a little tour They probably play In the NA showcase They play the elite league They play lots of other teams Um, here's one that kind of jumped out at me was uh, Gavin Lindberg, who had a great senior season this year. He's had 11 points for Waterloo, two point, 11 games so far, and two points. So, yeah. I expect him to have a good year next year for the Water. What's Waterloo or Blackhawks? Blackhawks, thank you. Uh, and then. Gardner um Damon Gardner has only played in five games for Tri-City Tri-City he got traded from uh, Omaha. Omaha to Tri-City again a really tough lineup to crack they are the champions of the west they the Michigan Wolverines of the <laughs> western division um they he only has five games for Tri-City so far and Tri-City is just cleaning up Tri-City and just ch- Chicago are on a uh Collision Fast course, collision course to meet in the Clark Cup Championship.
0: The USHL, and quick plug for the USHL.
1: Did I did I nail it? I've nailed. We got them I all, right? I Think we got. I everybody. think we
0: got them all. There is something I'm going to add to the board, but we can. All do right. it after
1: the NCAA, what is it? What do you got? Is it uh, is it under that discussion? NCAA? No, it's women's professional hockey. Oh yeah, we could definitely do that because we have a, a Tec- tectonic we have,
0: plates are shifting right
1: now. Yes, they are. Um, we do have um, a, a women's college hockey thing in the NCAA. Oh, I've got to talk about. I've
0: got the Division three champions on deck and the Division one champions.
1: On deck. Okay, good. Um, good news. Uh, let's talk. I know the men's Division three champion too. By the way, so. Just so you know. I have that Just, one as well. I do have that one. Adrian! All right. Um, let's talk some NCAA stuff. Where do we want to go first on this route? Right, let's start at the top. How okay. was Boston? Whew. It was, first of all, it was exhilarating to get an email from the NCAA, Philip Pierce, saying, Your credential has been approved. Mm. Um, How long did that take? It Well... They the, the credentials came they it was said on their website that they would be announced on Friday and I got mine on Friday. When did you apply though? Um probably 2 weeks before that. Oh, it was 2 weeks. Okay. Yeah. 2 weeks before that. No, whenever no, the Sunday. When, when it all aligned, you know, I, I let's be honest, it had Had uh, Bentley been playing uh, Bowling Green, I probably, in one of the semifinals, I probably would not have applied. The reason I wanted to go um, was there were 32 Minnesotans in the final, Frozen Four. Mm -hmm. Two of the three Hobie Baker finalists were Minnesotans, and the third played for a Minnesota school. So... There was literally something to cover, and I was guaranteed a Minnesota or Minnesota State team in the Frozen Four Finals. So I had three days of work ahead of me. Yeah, That's why I applied, and it worked out great. I had a splendid time. I met a bunch of people in the media. Uh, I got to hang out with all the Minnesota families. You know, mm-hmm. I hung out with uh, Annie Brink in the lobby one night. Um, I talked to – I saw Mike Mike, Mike, and Keaton Pearson in the lobby after Michigan's loss. Mm. Um, tons of Gopher fans, tons of Gopher access. You know that that just was endless Gopher access on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, the The Hobie Baker uh, platform uh, was unbelievable to watch. Uh, Holly Brink and and Steve Myers give up get up on the stage when they were when at the awards ceremony and talk about how proud they were of their son and and to learn the story about Dryden McKay being named after Ken Dryden. I mean, like, there was oh, you, a lot of to reasons figure. to be there, you know? There was just a lot of cool things that I learned and to reconnect with some of those players like Wyatt Ahmet and, 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 and uh, uh, Sandlin. Um, it was really cool. Ryan Sandlin, it was cool. Spent media night, they the media hosts, saw all the coaches and media at a... At a bar, Mm. so I got a chance to connect with Don Lucia and Scott Sandlin were there, so... What's that? Stop banging the table. Oh, sorry. to have it. Sorry. Sorry. I can hear it coming through. So the, the Frozen Four was exhilarating. Uh, Bobby Brink uh, wins the national championship. I was on the ice. They allow the uh, photographers on the ice after the game, once ESPN Weird. goes off. And uh, uh, took a quick pick of Bobby with his number one and listed, you know, you and I discussed what should we, yeah. what should we write in the tweet, and we went, with the four years, his his run the last four years, what he's accomplished, this was pretty impressive. And yeah, Bobby, yeah. of course, obliged
0: like a good like Minnesota a, kid. A like, good, for like sure, I'll come skipper. over and
1: take a picture of you with, you know, I'll let you take my picture, you know. So that, that was, was
0: cool. That was cool to see.
1: It was kind of my walk-off moment, really, because yeah. what else did I have to do? You know, I didn't really have a gamer to write about that game. Confirm you
0: know? a rumor for me. I will. Do they transcribe the press conferences they for you? Do shut up, tra-
1: <laughs> word shut for up. word. Everything is transcribed, oh so it was it was nice that they videotaped them. You can use the video content from the video and and repurpose it for your website. So I I did all of those. Those were nice little clips of the press conferences. So
0: what. Do, what is the group of college hockey beat writers like? Oh, that—that that is so the, glad you asked. That is the niche of all niches. It if they is. went out for brunch, they would be eating a niche quiche. I—I <laughs> I think it's such a, it's such an interesting community of I'm, freelancers and of salaried writers for big outlets. That that's such a good
1: question, and I was kind of going into it expecting because it's only a four team tournament, right? Yeah. I kind of went in expecting a little bit of a state high school hockey tournament.
0: Two two writers from each. Yeah,
1: tournament. I just thought you know I didn't think it would. I thought it would might be twenty people. Mm-hmm. There were easily seventy, and there wow wasn't a lot of local. There was one guy from the Boston Globe there. There was just a couple people from Boston there, but it's. I didn't realize how many college hockey rags there are. Like uh, Jim Smith from US College hockey. You know, you
0: know US college hockey online. Josh
1: Fina Singh, whatever that woman's name is, she was there from college hockey news. They had Obviously just tons and there were sixty or seventy people at every press conference. Wow. And then the photographers that you know obviously all the teams had their team photos and then they had their local journals, so like the Mankato Free Press. There it just seemed like it was full. Mm. It was really full. I could not ask uh Reggie Lutz or um Benton Moss after the gopher Uh, Maverick game what it was like to play at the same high school because I could there not too I, many guys. I did not get called on. My arm was up for the entire press conference and never got called Ooh, on they by the moderator. They call on you. So Whoa. I never my, I was never recognized by the moderator. Still a little bent out of shape on that one. So you never but got to ask him? I never got to ask the question. Oh my god. And Chris Long got to ask twice, so which was like, wait, he already asked once. Can I ask the question now about being from Elk River High School? So whatever. That's a little that was about the only downfall, the down moment of those entire event for me was that i didn't get to ask that question mm. but whatever uh, i didn't have really a question at the any of the other yeah. uh of the other three games to ask you well know? with
0: that many people around you how many times are you going to ask the same question like how yeah how many times are you going to piggyback on somebody else's? yeah they, they were they were fine um
1: but i will say this uh it is niche but i did meet a lot of the you know, the Michigan writer. I met the, the Michigan State writer. I met the. You know, I met the Mankato writers, the Mankato photographers. Obviously, all of, I met all of the social media team members from all the different schools. Those guys were young bucks that were, yeah. you know, trying to create good, good content. So it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot. I learned that I want to go back and do it again. I know that our team of talented uh, video producers and photographers and writers, uh, we could put together some really neat content, and we would be full of content. There's so much content to serve up out of that. I yeah. definitely want to go to Tampa next year. If the... Uh, opportunity warrants itself. We're not, again, like I said,
0: we're not going if it's Bentley and Providence and teams that were, there are a lot of Minnesota kids. Okay, but know? if it's just the Frozen Four, you don't have much to lose, even if it is Bentley and Bowling Green. If it's just the Frozen Four, three total games, yes. even if it is Bentley, Bowling Green, Amherst, and yeah. AIC, yeah. It's, it's just three games. It's not like you're spending... You're, you're not mortgaging two weeks of your time no, to it, go. No, correct. Uh, but there is a good chance with the NCHC's, pow-
1: NCHC's power and all the Minnesota kids in the NCHC we're going to have eight kids on the North Dakota team, tw- 12 to 14 on, on St. Cloud and, and UMD. You're going to get 20 on Minnesota, uh, you know, Wisconsin. All these teams are going to be loaded with Minnesota kids. There's always an excuse to go to the Frozen Four. I think we will be a forever product at the Frozen Four from here on out. And we have two great years the next two years. You know, we got the Tampa experience, and then we have Saint, we're St. right here in St. Paul in two years. And part of the reason I want to go to Tampa is I want to establish ourselves as a reputable media Outlet, so we can get to St. We can get the St. Paul uh, credential when it actually comes here.
0: Well, the St. Paul credential is the toughest one to get. It in. is
1: the hardest one to get. So I definitely want to get in before that one happens. Yeah. So,
0: well, I know everybody was very jealous, very, very that jealous. I was there. Yeah, I mean not me because I won our staff pool. Yeah, who else was, who was jealous? Why were they jealous? Well, everybody wanted to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah, a, I definitely wanted to be there. And it was experience.
1: expensive. I mean, we had credentials. Well, you also
0: <laughs> booked your stuff. A week in advance. A week in advance after everybody had already. Like, I'm sure the national. No, it, the, the
1: price didn't change. from mm. the, the, I, Trust me, I was mm. in Mexico checking the prices. The, the flights did not change from the Sunday when I applied to the Friday when I got it. It did not change much. I, th- I think you're lying. No, it didn't change much. I my f- I ended up getting there for $900. Do you use Expedia? No. Travelocity. I, I, it just I I I, I traveled smart. That actually the flight wasn't the bad part. It was the the hotel was where I got smoked Those were $400 forever. $400 a night for the hotel. Yeah. So and my hotel was the size of this I'm not exaggerating the size of this uh
0: conference table you tell me it wasn't uh, Homewood Suites in Rochester, Minnesota? (laughs) Mm. That would have
1: been $1,400 a night. The nicest hotel room I stay in every year is in Rochester. I love that place. Shout out to Homewood Suites. I know. All right, let's talk some other stuff besides Frozen Four. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and one one thing, one quick thing. How about, I, I didn't get a chance to really say this, but... The Minnesota State loss with eight shots on goal going into the third period. If that isn't the most Minnesota meltdown, you know, that that, gets, that has to get added into the oh lore of Minnesota gosh. choking, oh right?
0: Is I'm going or- to mute you. I am so <laughs> tired of hearing the Minnesota Gopher Hockey Bubbas complain about everything, about everything. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Minnesota. Gopher Hockey fan Twitter is a cesspool of has-beens and never was, and all they do is complain. I'm not saying anything about
1: Minnesota Gophers here. I'm talking about just in general. Gary Anderson, I mean just, just it was a meltdown. I mean they sh- they had that game in complete control heading into the third period. Okay, you're not talking about they... the Gophers at all. No, okay, no, good. no, no. I was just yeah. talking about, you know, Minnesota devastating Minnesota losses. I'm oh. there. I want to see Minnesota win. I want to see Ryan Sandlin carry a trophy that his dad's cr- carried before. I want to see Reggie Lutz who's been in school for, you know, 5 years. I want to see I want to see it's exciting to watch these kids from Minnesota win a championship. The fans from Mankato were unbelievable. You know, I, I I really wish they would have won. That would have been fantastic.
0: Two points. Number one, I am more than willing to sacrifice the happiness of Ryan Sandlin for $88, which I won with Denver's <laughs> win. Number, number two, sorry for jumping down your throat there, but That's I just right. wanted to get that across. The Gopher Hockey fan Twitter is the worst. Why? When they yeah, lost the to Mankato, worst. they
1: got beat by a better team. And but I think is, most Minnesota fans,
0: the smart ones at least, recognize that. But it's just the over, it bleeds into everything that frustrates me about people, in Minnesota. and maybe this is a tangent, but the, the arrogance of Minnesotans when it comes to hockey is... Especially in the summer, to me, becomes unbearable. Yeah, a little bit. I, I'm I with you. Yeah, no, no. Assume that you, you went to the Frozen Four. You were one of the last four teams standing. Right. The only way you could top that is by winning a national championship. Right. So just. We were, I was talking about Michigan. Someone,
1: I was talking yesterday about a guy, to a guy, and he was talking about how people, he, he scouts, and he's like, yeah, the Michigan people were like, oh, man, Michigan really choked. I'm like. Um, They lost in overtime to Denver, who won the national championship, and they were outplaying Denver in huge spurts in that game. What more do you want? I mean, Denver won the thing fair and square. They never cheated their way to that title. It's hard to win that title. It's
0: a really hard title to win. And if you want to talk coaching pipeline, Denver. Denver. Yeah, Denver. <laughs> you think so. Somebody is in David Carl's inbox oh, right now, yeah. saying, "Hey, we would love to get you in for an interview." Yeah, he could be in the NHL.
1: He's he getting. I in would NHL be, the be willing next to three years. Bet he's
0: getting calls from AHL oh, teams, man, NHL teams, and you look at Jimmy Montgomery. What for whatever personal issues Montgomery yeah. went through, he's still a hell of a coach, mm-hmm. and he went from Denver to the Dallas Stars.
1: Yeah, interesting. Um, you, you watch uh, David Carl. You, do you know his story at
0: all? I know he's two years older than me, and that makes me feel like I have accomplished absolutely nothing. Nothing, Right. Well, so have I. He's 22 years old, younger than me,
1: and uh, he's accomplished way more than I have. Um, he's <laughs> got a really good story. So he was – I think he was at Shattuck. I think he played at Shattuck. Um, and he was on route to being a first, second, third-round pick. And before the draft, I think it was a few weeks before the draft, uh, found out he had a a strange heart ailment, mild cardiitis or something like that.
0: Ooh, right. Okay.
1: And then he attended the University of Denver and was a kind of a volunteer staff member or something at Denver. Then he went and coached, I believe, in Green Bay um but he's got he basically became a coach he's like all right i can't be a great hockey player like my brother okay well i'm just gonna become a great coach and he did become a great coach and the best tweets i mean there were a lot of great tweets during the hood denver championship but the best tweets are his brother just pimping his brother just pimping his brother like best coach (laughs) of all time you know best program best this you know he was so proud of his brother You know, and especially considering his brother didn't get a chance to to lace him up in college and would have been a great college player just
0: like his brother. Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Thank you. Thank there you. you go. I'm reading his uh, his bio. Yeah, it's pretty uh, impressive. It's more impressive than you and let he's on.
1: sharp as a tack. I mean, this guy is sharp. You know what? He handled a he had a press conference question. I don't remember what it was, uh, but he basically shunned the, the writer, which was great in a very professional way. He Goes, Let's, can we just stay off topic? I want to focus on the game, and because they were talking about something that had nothing to do with the game or the future of the program or anything like that. And were they, they asking him about hyper? Trophic no, myo, they weren't. My, I, I wasn't going to go there. This guy, he's really professional. Really, kind of uh, stoic would be a word I would describe him as. And I would say that uh, you wouldn't ask him about that. That's not a question you'd ask as a complete stranger at a podium. Like, hey, tell me about not playing pro. Yeah,
0: you know, I'm not going there. Yeah. So, yeah, I always get uncomfortable when people. Well, like I interviewed Taylor Williamson, um, who we mentioned. A long time yeah. prior to the show. And she had her own medical yes. problem. And when she and I did the interview mm-hmm. when she got the Wyzetta job, I told Hers her. Hers were neural. Yep. And yeah. I told her, I don't want to talk about your medical
1: Right. Experience. I did That's not it what it's when about. I interviewed her on a biography. It was yeah. That was the table was set for me to ask yeah, about that. And right? she
0: and I agreed when the interview started. This is going to be about you taking over a program and what you expect out of your players. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do a deep dive. Agreed. And I think I might have mentioned it just as an aside. But when it comes to medical ailments, I would much rather keep the subject. In the hockey purview. Yeah, but if I didn't ask her about it in her biography,
1: it would be like a a, ch- a big chapter in her life that would be a, would we that I would have ignored. So you have to ask it, right? I that's my opinion. You know who
0: David Carl looks like? <laughs> a lot of people. He looks like a much less threatening version of Dave Haxtell. Good, good answer. Thank you. Good answer. Thank really good you. answer. You think Dave Haxtell threatening? Dave Haxtell. He's the one of the least threatening I, humans I've ever met in my life. Time out on the floor. <laughs> I did the University of North Dakota camp. camp. Did he yell at you? He didn't yell at me.
1: Was but, he an assistant then? No, he was that coach. Okay. I had
0: Dean Blaze. I did the camp twice. All right. I had Dean Blaze one year, Haxtell the next year. And Dave Haxtell, I was looking at the skate sharpening like rates and how long it would take, and I couldn't make sense of the chart because I was born with half a brain right and uh hackstall was in the equipment room and i couldn't make sense of the chart and i think i asked him some Ooh, stupid question he g- he gave me a look and then he made me figure out the chart on my own so maybe i maybe i owed maybe him he hackstall. taught you a the lesson there maybe he did he taught you a lesson but uh there. when i was 12 years old he just scared the crap out of me so you know, funny, I, it's total sidebar. I did a
1: podcast that will probably come out after this podcast with Billy Lund. And Billy Lund, just casually, just we were talking about his 1990 state championship at, at Roseau. Casually. And casually, he goes, well, yeah, well, Coach Dean Blaze. I'm like, so Dean Blaze was your high school coach? You know, that's kind of like Kerry Eads being yeah. the high school coach <laughs> in the world. It just blew me away. And I knew that he coached there, but i just forgotten that it was in that in his time frame. I Dean, could have, so
0: Dean Blaze all-time loved that guy. Yeah. I, I grew up a North Dakota fan. I always associated North Dakota with Dean Blaze. Yeah. And he was there's a picture of me with Dean Blaze after our last scrimmage after one year in North Dakota and that is like the one picture that my dad has hung on to forever. Good, it's me in my UND camp jersey and Dean Blaze is you know he's got his big old smile and he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Looks like he's just listening to Jimmy Buffett and he's got his arm around me. That uh, that was one of my favorite moments. I like that. We should do
1: that for our camp this year. Um, Do more pictures with the players. And well, the, legally we you know, can do we, it now. No, I know we can do that, but but we could have done that last year. But where the players do pictures with you know line up and hey, you want your picture taken with them, and then give it to the parents. Yeah, and you know doesn't we don't have to sell them? But just like give that kid that moment, like yeah, I had my picture taken with Justin Close. I had my picture
0: taken with, you know, yeah. And had, by by legally, I mean. We were, all, we, were, yeah, we were a little we were skittish a couple ugh, of years big time. before.
1: Couple, well, we've been skittish for the last eight years because of the Vinnie Letteri picture or whatever it was. Oh, it was the just first Justin Hall or Vinny yeah. Terry or whatever that year they were or somewhere like they yelled at us. You can't use their image and likeness. Now we can use their image and likeness. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I was just texting Mike Kester today about getting all the players that are working the camp this year, their image and likeness paperwork done so they can have their image and likeness used at our camp.
0: Mike Kester, the missing link for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. Yes. Mm. Maybe. <laughs>
1: Maybe. All right. So we're done with that. Uh, let's talk some more stuff. Uh, let's do the since we had Mankato. Let's
0: talk a little bit about the Dryden McKay. Suspended for six months.
1: Suspended for six months in what is about to be the dumbest piece of news. Why is that it I dumb? Tell me, oh, tell me why Peter, it's This dumb. is the tell dumbest thing dumb. I've ever heard in my life. Okay, so first of all, so he wrote like a two-page paper on Twitter, okay. um, and he basically said, I mean, assuming he's not lying, I mean, the kid doesn't strike me as a liar, um, he had a, uh, during Omicron, um he through the counsel of his of a trainer at the school they took um some vitamin d all natural vitamin d uh, product d3
0: yeah
1: uh to help you know potentially lower the risk of getting uh covid in a very sensitive time and and when he was training for the olympics um he was a, a alternate for the olympics he had to get Tested by the U.S. Anti-Doping Association, the a- U.S. D.A. Agency. agency. Thank you, and uh, they detected some a very small amount lately, like he said in his thing, like a. Like a salt pellet, like a salt tablet going into a swimming pool amount. It
0: was, it was something like a trillionth of a gram. A
1: trillionth of a gram of it in his system that was could be found in this vitamin D. and uh, So anyway, the, the politics of it is um, he would have been eligible for the Olympics. He would have been eligible for the Did you hear that? He would have been eligible for the Olympics. He was eligible. The NCAA cleared him because he made it. Very open to the NCAA that he had this, okay. so he was eligible for all of it, but the USADA declared him uh, six months uh, for having it having it in his system. He got a six month suspension, which is the stupidest thing ever.
0: Yeah, and, pretty, and, um, and they gave
1: it to him when on April 1st, right? So after his or whatever April 15th, so oh, yeah, this is conveniently these six months where he won't even be able to play in a game because there are no games to play in. Yeah, so it had no bearing on anything. Like, this is the most non news story ever. So, he, mm-hmm. so, what would he maybe can't play in a minor league hockey game in October? Big well, deal,
0: I, I think it is is newsworthy though because as the Hobie Baker winner as a goaltender, he would be one of those first unrestricted college free agents off the board. Yep. And now teams are gonna wait to sign him because they want to see where he's at. No, I think he'll dollar. sign. I think he's gonna sign. They're that gonna is, wait because he's got a six month suspension. I think it I think it would have been faster if he hadn't been suspended.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Can he he can still practice with a team, can he? He just can't play. Um, There's no do, way. Do you want me to call the USA? i No, don't call ask. them. That's a bunch of clowns. That is, a cl- and you know what they cited? He it's he's responsible for what's putting in his body, so he should be suspended. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Sorry. Um, let's go. Let's do everything. Let's do the portal kids last because that's the media portal kids. portal kids. So let's do the Bobby and Ben. Um moment. I talked a little bit about it earlier, uh, how they were up on stage for the Hobie Baker. They didn't win the Hobie Baker, but I thought they represented well. Uh, two fine young men. Uh, we're talking examples of skill, hard work, and character. So there you go. I was really excited to watch their parents, Steve and Holly, get interviewed up on the stage uh, on national TV, and uh, the both parents did really, really well. I was, I was, I was, I felt Blessed to be in the room to watch these parents talk about their kid at, at a very high moment of theirs. So, did you cry? Really cool. Did you cry? I have to admit. You cried. On both occasions, I did tear up. I Jeez. did not tear up in the uh, dried McKay because I don't have a personal connection, but I have a personal connection to Ben Myers and Bobby Brink quite a bit. and I was, I was taken back by it. I thought it was neat. Whatever. That was very neat. Sorry, I'm weak. It's
0: not as not as powerful as Shawshank Redemption. I'll tell you no, that much. No,
1: yeah, right. Okay, so there was that one, um, Bobby, and then we talked about Dryden. Uh, how about Cole Spicer decommitting from North Dakota? I think that's one of the most fascinating
0: things I don't, I've ever seen. If he's not from Grand Forks, it's not a big deal. It that's why it's a big deal. So there's a log jam at his position. Yep, and there're huge log a Bunch of guys ahead of him. So he's yep. decommitted. They got a McG- Owen
1: McLaughlin and Jackson Blake are
0: leading the USHL in scoring and they're coming in. They're ahead of him. I I don't think it's that big of a deal. Right? Hopefully Cole finds a program that has a bigger spot for him. Uh, well, I hope this
1: works out for Cole.
0: That's that, that's why he's I wanted to talk he's, about he's this. He's good right? enough where it'll work out.
1: Yeah. I, I you know what I mean by he if he is this a pride thing? Right. Is it a pride thing like, hey, I'm not going to go play another year of junior hockey and I want to play next year so much. So I'm going to decommit from my dream school. Right. Because I got a feeling Ausmus isn't going in next year. Right. We know Panzer's not going in next year. So So your question is, why couldn't he just just wait wait and then go in? Right. I I is it a NTDP thing like NTDP kids don't wait a year they go in. So now he's on the open market. He can end up at Minnesota Duluth, St. Cloud, Minnesota, Minnesota State. Or does he get ignored?
0: He's not going to get ignored.
1: And does he just end up going and play juniors? He's not. Does he wait well, cuz the phase 2 draft is coming up what in in May, right? So he's got between now and like May 5th or yeah. whenever that phase 2 draft is. Because if he's not committed by May fifth, he would be the top three or four picks but there's, in that draft. There's
0: always the possibility that he can recommit to UND too. He could. This is. This feels more like Cole keeping his options open. Maybe. Maybe instead of. I don't.
1: I have no idea.
0: Attaching himself to no a program idea. where there are guys that are going to be ahead of
1: him. No clue. No yeah. clue. But I think, in my opinion, again, if I was his agent. I would get the rec the advisor. advice. I would get if I was advi- his advisor. I would say you should play another year of juniors, and tear it up because he would be really good next year, and get some confidence because confidence is the hardest thing to get. Right? He could gain some confidence, and he could maybe go to UND. Just my take.
0: Well, maybe he. won maybe he'll bypass college altogether
1: and go. Pro. I'm assuming
0: he was a WHL pick. He will get drafted. He could end up there too. He could get drafted too. Do you remember? When he was our Bantam Elite League Player of the Year. MVP, yep. And our MVP. And then the next season, we couldn't find him anywhere. He played at Grand Forks Central.
1: Oh, oh, no. The oh. year after that.
0: He played at Grand Forks Center
1: one state, and then he ended up
0: at Honey Bank. 15 yep. 15U. Couldn't, yes. couldn't find him for almost a full calendar year, and then I put, well, I, I, plugged elite, I plugged him into plugged him Elite Prospects, and it pops up. He's at Honey Bank. Oh! I knew where he was by December of that year, but it did I take a no while. had no idea where he was. It did take
1: a while <laughs> to find him, and it was actually a really good—what uh, would you call that about Cole? It was a good— uh, Experience? This, not only that, too, but— um, it Change was, of it was scenery. A good. It was a strategic move, right? So he goes and plays at at Honey Baked, which is where uh, Detroit.
0: It's based in Birmingham, Michigan, right?
1: Which is how far from Plymouth, Michigan? So all those scouts could come and see him play for an entire year, mm-hmm. as opposed to those scouts going to Grand Forks, North Dakota. Yeah. I think it was a pretty good calc- which, calculated move. And which
0: coaching staff do you think has better connections with the NTDP? Yeah, I think I know the
1: answer to that one. All right, so we checked Cole Spicer off the list. Um, let's talk a little women's hockey before we go back to the portal babies. Okay. Um, St. Cloud State job is open. Yep. Who gets that job, Peter Rodney? Who gets that job? That's she's, a great al- job. she's already
0: at another job. I don't want to speak ill of that other job. Okay. All right. Um, I, I think, think – Okay, no, never mind. I'm going to throw it out there. I think if she wanted it, I think it could be Natalie Darwitz's to say no to.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. If she applied for that job, there would be no interviews. She would get that job. Yes. Right? Because of her her record at – she's coached Division one, She's coached Division three very successfully. And yep. you can see what's happened to Hamlin's program since she's left, right? So you know the effect that she has on a hockey program, mm-hmm. and then you have um, a job where she could build, you know, a, a winner very quickly at yep. St. Cloud. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think she would leave the University of Minnesota, considering she lives in Prior Lake and probably has a pretty good situation there at the U of M. And mm-hmm. this U of M, um, now that she's been there a year, I think, I think they're really tur- starting to turn the corner. Mm-hmm. So I think that she, that job's her. I think a, a I think there's going to be um, assistant coaches from other programs like a, like a UMD or a Mankato mm-hmm. or a St. Thomas, uh, one of those types of programs uh, where they have a great feeder system in Minnesota already built. And I think you're going to see that type of hire, in I my opinion. If there is going to be a. Not su- saying that Natalie isn't a great candidate, but
0: I think that you're going to see someone maybe younger. Uh, not that Natalie's if, old. But if you, you know want if you're St. Cloud State and you want to swing for the fences, and I'm just throwing this out there, I have no they had idea. Two male coaches. Their last two coaches were male too, by the way. I have no idea if she would even consider leaving. But Sammy Reber has been an Amen. assistant Division One coach. Amen to that. She's been at Edina for how long? She's hyper organized. More to prove. She has nothing more to prove at the high school level, and she's spent time on a Division One bench. Yep. I think if you want to coach for the long haul, and you're willing to be patient <sighs> as she builds a program, I think Sammy Reaper would be a good hire. I would be a great hire. I don't know. Again, these are things like
1: this is a lo- it's a hard job because you know if you are Twin Cities based, you're looking at a seventy to seventy five minute commute to practice and home every day. That's that's too
0: real and a half estate's hours. pretty cheap in Sartell.
1: I'm just saying that's a long commute for those any of those people that want to maybe still be based here, you have to live somewhere like in St. Michael to make that thing work. Yeah. I think. So you'd have to be willing to move. And and, and I think for there's a, a division, lot of good candidates. For a
0: Division One head coaching job, I think you'd be willing to move. I think you would. There's plenty of people that would move.
1: Are there any high school coaches that have, like Sammy Reber, who have kind of done their thing, like a Melissa Volk or a Mira or –
0: or I th- um I don't think Mira's done her thing yet at the high school level. Yeah. But I do think she's connected. Oh, I think I she think is. Too. She's obsessed with hockey, which you have to be to coach at that level. Yep. And I think she's passionate enough about not just the game but the players as well. What right. about someone like a Winnie Broke Brown, Someone who's kind of just
1: who could build a program instantly? You know, if we compared this to you know, I mean, it's somebody who's just who's invested in the off season angle of it, right? You know what I'm saying? There's someone who's just like really invested in the off season part of it, or someone who works at OS Hockey. I think that could also be someone who's you know someone who's got a really good recruiting base. You know?
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. But if you bring in a type.
1: An I'd put off-seat. big money. I put big money that it's not a man. But if you, I hope, I hope it's not. I'd a put man. big money. It's not a man. I hope it's a woman. Yeah, representation and all that. No, I'm just saying the last two coaches have been male and haven't worked out. So I'm saying, thinking
0: it's time I've, for a change. One of the caveats I would say with a Winnie Bro Brown type mm-hmm. hire, I'm assuming she can coach. I, I mean, been, I'm assuming she's she never, too. she's never coached me and I've never no. watched any of her OS offseason stuff. But if you want to bring in somebody where their number one qualification is connections and recruiting, then be prepared to have them take a CEO type approach where, yep. okay, my assi- my offensive assistant, you are running the offense, my defensive assistant, you are running the defense, my goaltending assistant, you are running the goaltenders. I am overseeing everything. And focusing on being the face of the program and the recruiting. Yep. It's like it's like co- it's like college football. CEO type the OC handles the offense, the DC handles the defense, special teams handle special teams, and I'm the face. I shake the hands. I kiss the babies. I do the right. recruiting.
1: Uh, I think that Winnie Bro Brown could
0: do that. <laughs> that's for I sure. Think she could. I think <laughs> she'd want to go really purely good. off name recognition. Yeah, she, she might she be...
1: would she would she could win. She's that's another for swing sure. for the fences higher. That's though. for sure. Okay. Um Let's see here. Uh, so you had a women's hockey take. I did.
0: Do you want to do Portal? No, we're going to Portal last. You want to do Portal last. Okay, this is professional women's hockey.
1: I know, it's fine. I, I, I have been trying to figure out what's going on, just doing some Twitter searches and not getting much. Oh, so you're going to educate boy. me as well as our readers as to what is going on with the pwhpa and
0: the phf tell me you know what i don't even try to keep up with the phf anymore there's so much turnover right in that league i believe the commissioner is on her way out to minia uh they fired the players association rep less like three months into the job uh the gm Of the Metropolitan Riveters, which is arguably the most visible PHF team, Anya Packer. And she's not just the GM. I mean, she is a women's hockey superstar. She is leaving her post. Yep. So these big names just keep dropping out, and the PHF, I just don't know what's going on. They had a tournament, right? They, they Boston played the, win it the Isabel Cup I have yeah, no idea I think Boston won it I have no idea if Boston and something won the went Cup. down with the, the oh, recently. I'm, I'm getting right, there. I have one more jab at the PHF okay all right their all-star game most valuable player you know the the MVP of the all-star game in other sports they get a car but the car comes from a sponsor so it's right. free do you know what the MVP of the PHF all-star game got? a bag of pucks. Almost worse okay because she would have to buy them herself she got a thousand dollars not cash she got a thousand dollars worth of dick sporting goods gift cards that's not y- bad you're telling me you couldn't find a thousand dollars cash I for like the all g- a gift card I'll take the g- what oh, if she cool. doesn't want to
1: spend it at Dick's Sporting Goods? What are you goods? talking about? You could get a whole set of clubs for that. You could get... Maybe she just not want golf get, clubs. Or whatever. There's so much to... You could buy a gun there. You can buy... But, <laughs> you could oh buy tennis shoes. You could buy anything just, you want there. That
0: just screams so amateur to me. Ooh, like, here's a gift I, card. I disagree.
1: I'll take that. I wouldn't turn like, that gift down. gift card?
0: They can't turn it Not down. that I'm
1: in the market for a gun, but there's so much to buy at Dick's. You can buy fishing stuff. You can buy so this tennis rackets. You, you,
0: whatever you want, you can buy it there. It's awesome. Hey, you're the MVP of our all-star game. Go get yourself a tennis racket. <laughs>
1: I love it. Ridiculous. I would love it. A Ridiculous. grill? You, you find, could probably get a grill you there. F-
0: you find $1,000 cash. You could find a grill. I'd like a grill, please. In any case, the PWHPA has decided to move forward with plans for future of women's hockey without the PHF. This came out on The Athletic eight days ago. Haley Salvian, stud reporter. Uh, The PWHPA, they... What does that even mean? From what I have gleaned, the NHL brought them together, and my assumption is that the NHL said, look, Figure it you out. You guys need to figure this out because we're not backing one or the other because the PWHBA has the best players. You look at the U.S. Olympic roster. Every one of them. PWHBA, PWHBA, PW, And the most yeah. marketable as well, Hillary yep. Knight, for instance. Yep. And What's the woman from Canada, Poulin?
1: Poulin. Poulin, she's unbelievable. Marie-Philippe Poulin. She's, she's the oh best. Oh, gosh. She's the current Gretzky.
0: She's she, the GOAT. She she might actually be the GOAT. But the the PWHPA also has Jaina Hefford in its corner, one of the most iconic women's hockey players of all time. Okay. So they came together in the PWHPA. This is according to The Athletic. The PWHPA's board, which has the support of the majority of the best women's hockey players in the world, including all post-collegiate 2022 Olympians from Canada and and the United States, yep. voted unanimously to end any further discussions about collaborating with the PHF, sources told The Athletic. Right. So, giving the middle it, finger to the PHF. But they've always
1: always—they've been giving them the middle finger for two or three years. Yeah, but so there was always this hope, hope
0: that they might come together. No. And, but the PWHBA has announced since then that they're launching their own league, yep. six teams in both the US and Canada, 6 in 6 in each I think it's 6 in each That waters it down
1: a little bit Hold on But it's good it's a good number I still think they can compete be good at 12
0: Nope 6 team league total Yep. Well, are like, they going to wear jerseys and represent a city, or are they going to barnstorm? like The league would feature, this is from the Hockey News, the league would feature six teams in the U.S. and Canada, each composed of 23 players, playing a 32-game regular season between January and April. Okay. so This would be for the following year. The league will feature a minimum salary of 35000 mm-hmm. and a league average of fifty-five, Which is good. It's better than nothing. Yep. And I think it's fantastic. I believe... And they're gonna work
1: six months out of the year. Well, here's what'll work. So let's just let's take our let's take uh Grace Zumwinkle. She'll be in the league, right? Or uh Danny Easy, right? Danny Easy. Mm-hmm. She'll make fifty, sixty thousand dollars, which you can't live off of, but you can you can have a decent living and then you can then take a um the rest of your mate the rest of the year with some other training or you can coaching. coach at, you can
0: coach at OS hockey. Coach do something. And you can supplement. make a living, supplement yep. that live. And that was the primary apparently one of the primary reasons for the split was that the PHF, and this is also according to the hockey news, they have a salary cap of seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars per team, but there's no salary floor. So some players would end up making <clears throat> nothing. Really? Not not zero, but not enough to sustain themselves and thirty five thousand dollars that's not great either especially no. in 2022 but if you work for a couple of months as a camp instructor or you keep another side job then you can get to 50 which is yeah this is the pwhpa the pwhpa their minimum salary is 35 okay so if they took you know the summer months and coached they or, can make a ran a or ran a league but like a tournament, someone
1: and 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 Someone like uh, Poulin, like you said,
0: she's worth $200,000 mm-hmm. because she is the league. That's why people come in to watch her play. Yep, but I think the PWHPA's fear was that just because the PHF has this salary cap, there's no floor. Right. So you could end up playing paying two players $325,000 each, and then the rest of the roster gets filled out ooh, with... Ooh. Not Nothing. a good idea. And do they
1: have a sponsor? Is this the one that had the secret as a sponsor? That was secret. And they were a sponsor of? The PWHPA. Great. Fantastic. Okay. They will get more sponsors.
0: Yep. And this, the Hockey News article also points to another piece from Haley Salvian that another reason the PWHPA chose not to proceed with the PHF is chair, PHF chairman John Boynton's ties to Russia. Uh, Boynton has been a primary financial backer of the PHF and multiple franchises in the league, but sits as chairman of Russian technology company Yandex. Stop it. Wow. Boynton's ownership within the PHF includes the Boston Pride and the Metropolitan Rivers, and until recently, the Toronto Six. Yeah. So he owned half the league. Yeah, he did. And now they're worried about where the money is coming from. Once again, citing the hockey news. Okay, which fantastic. Which was citing The Athletic. Good work, Peter. Good hey, work. I, Thank googled, you. I googled a bunch of stuff. Thank you. Appreciate
1: that. That's googled good stuff. stuff. I like it. We have really covered it all. Now we're going to cover the juicy part of this: is the Portal Kids, and you've done some fantastic work. I didn't do you this will, either. This is from Gopher Puck Live. You will read this stuff off, and I will give comment, and we
0: will give commentary. Okay. okay? Uh, once again, this is off the NCAA. So this is kids division, are, This is Division One too. This, this is recently
1: even. ended. The poor. Oh, before we do that, let's let's lift off our our. You gave national champions.
0: National champs. Division three women's. Can I guess who it is? You can guess, and then I will fill that in. Is oh, it River Falls? No, nope. it wasn't. Who was it? It was Middlebury. Middlebury. Andy the Ava Hendrickson was gonna assisted say, I, on the overtime. Did game she really? Winner. That yes, away, Ava. All right. All right. Um, way to go, Ava. Cause She's the
1: oldest, older sister, right? And then there's Gwen, Gwen and, and Lily.
0: And they were twins. Were they? I think so. I can't yes. keep them all straight. Okay. Um, you mentioned Ohio State winning the Division I yep. National Championship. A couple of Minnesotans on that roster. Peyton Levis and Kenzie Hausworth had solid frozen fours.
1: And, well, you're leaving, leaving a couple more out of there. Yeah, there are more uh, on uh, that Shepherds, team. Shepherds. Gabby Rosenthal. Rosenthal.
0: Quinn Koontz. Koontz. Yep. Those yeah. are just the names I wrote down that popped out of the score okay. sheet on yep. the Frozen Four. All right. Uh, men's Division three. Adrian. With zero Minnesotans on the roster. Correct. But do you know who had a fantastic postseason? Uh, Augsburg? Nope, not Augsburg. I don't care what about Augsburg. What do you mean? Augsburg. I don't care about Augsburg. Right Come on. Now. I don't Augsburg, care about Greg Augsburg, Greg May. Right Come
1: on. Boom May
0: should have been national coach of the year. They were set up to succeed. I'm okay. talking about a team that is set up to fail at all times. Oof. and they had a good year. They did. They really did. Who's that? Saint Olaf. Really? Like they went on a tear. They won the Mayak playoffs. They beat Augsburg in the final. So going into the Mayak playoffs, why were they set they up were to fail? Like, they have a brand new rink. But it's when you brand think, new, but when you think Mayak hockey, do you think Saint Olaf? No, no. my brother. No, my don't. brother played there. That's exactly why Umiya. they're set up Umiya, to Umiya, fail. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: second Mayak playoff title in the program's history. Second national tournament appearance in program history. The last time was in 2006 under Sean Goldsworthy. Goldsworthy. Goaltender yep. Lucas Haugen, product of Southwest Minnetonka? Christian. Uh, yeah, Minnetonka. Kid, yeah. Uh, stopped 82 of 87 shots in three playoff victories. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good work there. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Uh, now I'm out of breath. Now we had
1: the... Middlebury, <clears throat> Middlebury. Yeah, and then obviously we we talked plenty about Denver winning. So we've yep. we've we've covered covered it all. Let's do some portals, yeah. portal. Let's talk portal. Some portal, portal, stuff. portal.
0: All right. Once again, this is from Gopher Puck Live. Thanks for putting that together. Love it, uh, guys and gals over there. Jack Purbix, Minnesota, two years eligibility left. Where do you think he'll end up? Saint Cloud. I think so too. There's a tie with the brother. Yes, I think he'll end up there too. uh Matt Denman, one year of eligibility left. I think he's just hoping right yeah. I mean, hoping for some more free school. He didn't play much, no, but he's gonna have his degree, yeah, this spring, so well, this could also be a nice little with these guys that have one year left, yeah. I would look for a school that one will get me into the lineup, and two will hire me as an assistant the next season, and I can get my master's, and then I'm on a coaching trajectory. Sure. So Matt Denman is a,
1: a special kid. Uh, he obviously worked our camp the last three summers. Fabulous uh, his, lacrosse player. His team, rare his teams when he coached in, in, in our camp, rarely, rarely lost. He won. There would be years <laughs> where he his team would win every title. Yep. Um, he was in every picture, um, but he also runs a softball league since he was like 16 years old. I swear mm. like down in Burnsville. He's got his own softball league. He's an entrepreneur. Don't <laughs> feel bad for Matt Demon when, no. when he only plays three or four games for the Gophers each year. He's a great kid. He's gonna be really
0: successful in whatever he does. I'm assuming he'll walk out with his bachelor's from the Carlson yes. School of Management. He'll get his MBA from... I don't, I don't know. know. I, we maybe? don't know. I have no idea where he'll end up. <laughs> oh, going. Notre Dame. Uh, Casey Dornbach, Harvard, one year left. Uh,
1: he said he wanted to go to a Big Ten or NCHC school. I did a podcast with him okay. when I was in Boston.
0: Uh, Nick Strom, Breck School's Finest. Western Michigan, he is going to go to RPI, and he has four yeah. years of eligibility left. Yep. Johnny Sorensen, Minnesota, two years of eligibility. Disheart-
1: disheartening. I mean, That's disheartening. That's a Can we just pass on that? I just love that kid. So much, and the fact that there's not room at the U, just is disappointing to me.
0: Yeah, but you know what? When Mary was denied a room at the inn, Jesus was born. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, in a manger. Okay. Yeah, you're telling me, Johnny Sorensen. Manger is not a good term. Yeah, but Jesus was born in a manger. Okay, and then he turned, really. out okay. it's, it, it it's, turned out okay. He turned out right. It's the it's two days after Easter. All right. Uh Ben Brinkman, Minnesota, one year left, he's going to Notre Dame. I think that's weird. I don't think it's weird. I think he I mean, defensive k-
1: defenseman
0: ends up at a very defensive program. And a in a program a lot of Edina Kids. He'll fit fit in really well. He'll fit well. right in oh, at yeah, Notre fit Dame. Oh yeah. Right in, no question. And a great pair of boat shoes. <laughs> uh I bet he's got a lot of vineyard vines. Oh, like. what was I
1: gonna say? There was I saw a TikTok recently. It was uh, some guy standing there and he's got total prepster kind of guy, and he's like, Yeah, the guy came into the office. uh, do you need a software update? He goes, Are you kidding me? I just got this new polo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Oh my gosh. I haven't worn a polo since high school. Uh, Connor Kelly, Minnesota Duluth, three years eligibility remaining. Providence, right? Is that where he ended up? Is that where he ended yep. up? Yeah. I don't think he's
1: – He is at anywhere. Providence. Is yep. he? Yep. Oh, good for him. I think his World
0: Juniors coach or something was um, there. Interesting. Okay. Um, one last note on the University of Minnesota. He's right below Ben Brinkman, uh, Grant Crookshank. He ended up at St. Cloud he did. He's on his third school in three in years. three years. Which
1: strikes me as weird because I thought you could only transfer once. So you have I'm to assuming, have hardship.
0: I'm assuming they gave one more transfer.
1: You have to have hardship, though. I don't know, maybe They're either. talking about the kid from North Carolina, or the Prior Lake kid who – who went from Marquette to North Carolina, then North Carolina, the Gophers in
0: basketball? Oh, Dawson Garcia. Yeah, he has to prove hardship in order to get into the. U. Well, it was hard to get in the lineup, <laughs> so. <laughs> so he moved his ship. To he moved his ship. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, okay. In any case, Grant Doctor, Michigan Tech, three years remaining, will be at St. Thomas. Didn't play year. at all in the second half of the year for the Huskies. Mm-hmm. Jarrett Lee, UMD, three years remaining. Jarrett Lee has three years left? He He's looked like he was 25 since he was in high school. He, no, he's just the opposite. When he was in high school, he looked like he's three. Wasn't he the
1: one that he had a mustache, didn't he? No, maybe he had a mustache, but he's tiny. He was tiny. I can't believe that he's in the portal. So Why? he went from Northern Michigan to UMD. So he's got no transfer left either. Three, this is he's weird. Got three, years. He's got three years left. I don't know. I don't. am pulling. This I'm whole. pulling up
0: Jarrett Lee.
1: Jarrett Lee. He went. Uh, he. Do you know that Jarrett Lee's a cancer survivor? Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, he had cancer. Like in. Tenth grade, right after Select Fifteens, got cancer. So he basically, missed an entire season. He there's had... no way he's got three years. I left. know he's a '99. Like he's.
0: Uh, according... Did he play
1: at Northern Michigan?
0: Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. yes he had did
1: did. one year in Northern Michigan and two
0: years at. It says he's got three. Left. No way. He's. It says he he's have got two got years three at left. UMD, right? So we've got. He played a season at Northern Michigan, two seasons at Northern Michigan, and then 21 combined games at Minnesota Duluth In two years? Yep. So he's got two years max left. I don't know. Maybe he medical medically. He maybe has a medical in there. All right, keep uh, going. Jarrett Lee, that surprises me. Austin Heideman, Hurst,
1: three years left. Okay, I am glad this kid's in the portal. Because I would love to see his stats. Because I did number, I did number the scores every Friday and Saturday. This kid loaded up on points this year. He had a great season. Another product of Breck the school. Breck School. Do you got his numbers from last year?
0: I do. He had. You 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 think
1: that he had big numbers? Felt like he scored all the time. How many goals? Twelve. That's pretty good. In thirty eight games. How many assists? Fifteen. Twenty-seven points for a really average team. Below average team. Mm. You think they want him? They want him. And he's got three years eligibility left. I'm telling you, this kid has not gotten nothing but better
0: as okay. as his career has gone All on. All right. Uh Ben Olmquist, UMD, two years remaining. Mm. I have no idea how he ended up. He was at Wisconsin first, wasn't he? He was committed there, but he he had a weird,
1: if you look at his record, he was playing for Austin Bruin, the Austin Bruins and then went to UMD mid-year. Mm. He, had a, he was a mid-year, uh, so he's been there. He, how many years has he been there, three, two? Two and a half. Two and a half. So he's only got two years eligibility left. That's what I
0: said. Okay, I don't know where he's going to end up. Jackson Judding, Colorado College to Bemidji State, three years eligibility. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Hunter jo- – <laughs> <laughs> No comment. I mean, I think he's in the right spot. Hunter Johannes, two years of eligibility left, going from AIC to Lindenwood. Uh, that's a Sm- lateral move. That's a step down. Uh, Jason Smallidge, one year left. Uh, Nebraska Omaha has not made a decision yet. I have no idea. Where would he end up? St. Thomas. Maybe, St. Thomas. I'm just gonna assume that every one of these is St. Thomas. Well, some of them. All right. Uh, Chris Conan, two years eligibility left, leaving the United States military. This this I don't get. I just don't get Macklet's coming up to. I just don't get it. Like you're there, right? You're at. You're.
1: You have basically set yourself up for life, and you want to go throw it all away to 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 go play college hockey somewhere like. How bad could it – you know what I mean? Like, if you, were, if you didn't like the West Point, it would have been after your freshman year you would have realized, eh, this kind of stinks, Maybe right? he
0: thought West Point would be a springboard to the NHL. No,
1: it's not. It's not a springboard <laughs> to the NHL. It's a springboard to basically a guaranteed job for the rest of your life in the military.
0: Yeah. And you, a high military, pain and you get high-paying and you get kick-ass military
1: yes, discounts at like unbelievable. Chili's. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> and you get clapped for at every <laughs> hockey game when they say, "Everybody, recognize members of the military." No, I mean, there's. To me, it seems like maybe I think of think higher of the military academies, but I think they're pretty cool, and it must be horrible. Horrible existence for you to leave that.
0: Maybe it's not a horrible existence. Maybe you just realize that it's not your for bag. You know? Okay, all right. And would you rather have him taking up a spot from some kid who does want to go to West I Point? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. Eric Goats, Michigan Tech to Vermont. He's got a year left. Vermont building quite the Minnesota pipeline. Minnesota pipeline. All right. uh, Garrett Daly, he's got two years left. He's at He left Bowling, bowling Green. Green. Did, he, did he end up anywhere? I don't think he's committed anywhere yet. Um, I think he might be St. Thomas. I made this yesterday. Oof. That would make sense, though. I think he ended up at St. Thomas. Uh, Carson Pickles, three years eligibility. Pickles? I've always called him Carson Pickles. I think he I asked him He left UNH, right? Yeah, he left UNH, which was a weird fit to begin with. I thought so. Uh, he's got three years eligibility left. Oof. He's six, th- he's six foot a million, and he's got a cannon. He'll I mean, find somewhere. Yeah,
1: it's going to be interesting to see where he ends
0: up. Got a lot of eligibility left. That's for sure. I'm gonna pull up his number. But UNH here. has not been the UNH we we grew up on. Yeah. Well, at least the UNH I grew up on. <laughs> right. Boy, they were neck and neck with Maine yes. in the early 2000s. Yes. Yeah. He had one point in 35 games played. He had G- 35 GPs. 22 in 22 as a freshman, 13 as a sophomore. Okay. Yeah. 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 So okay, I thought he had 35 in a year. That's like wow! I didn't even know that. Six foot three, 230 pounds. Wow.
1: An Adonis. It's a big boy right there. It's a big boy. All right.
0: Keep going. This is fun. Uh, Jake Johnson, Bloomington kid. He's got a year left. He's going from RPI to... Ooh, I saw this somewhere. Is it another red school? Nope. I don't know. Quinnipiac. Okay, good. Quinnipiac. Uh, Mac... (laughs) Mac Byers, three years of eligibility No left. way. Michigan Tech to St. Thomas. He was Northern Michigan. Trust me, he was Northern Michigan. He played for Grant. Mac Byers, I haven't heard that name. Another Breck product, right? Nope, Holy Family. Holy Family, sorry. Oh, sorry, he was at Breck and then transferred to a homely, Holy Family. Oh, I was, so we were both right. Homely Family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he was at Northern Michigan. He was at Northern Michigan. Yeah. Let me see why this was wrong.
1: Because Gopher Puck Live was wrong. They got UP schools.
0: No, I was wrong. You were wrong? I was wrong. Sorry, Gopher Puck Live. All right. What else Uh, you got? Grant Lovin. Lovin? Lovin. One year of eligibility remaining. He's transferring away from from St. St. Thomas. Where would he go? Concordia.
1: (laughs) Where would he go? Like, literally, where would he go? I
0: don't don't know. Okay, all right. I don't know. Uh, Justin Kelly, two years eligibility eligibility remaining, transferring away from St. Thomas. Justin Kelly, is that Connor Kelly's brother?
1: Sure. Is it spelled K-E-L-L-E-Y? Yeah. I didn't even know he was at St. Thomas.
0: Uh, Interesting. goodness. I Uh, haven't
1: heard that name in...
0: Ages. Ages? Yeah. Justin Kelly. That kid went to Parma High School. I don't <coughs> trust that. No. Justin Kelly. Here it is. 98. Yeah. Maple Grove High School. Yep. Maple where, Grove High where School. Where
1: did he go to college before St. Thomas?
0: Nowhere. Oh, he was, he was always a St. Th- Thomas. Th- so a he was a carryover. Three. Division Three carryover. I think that might be okay. Lovin's thing, too. Yeah, Where They maybe. went to St. Thomas thinking, yep. yep, I'll play some really high-level D3 hockey. And then they went T1, and they thought, yeah. ah, okay. couldn't Couldn't find a spot for you. Brian Hurley, one-year eligibility remaining. He was at Clarkson.
1: Where is he going now?
0: Don't know. Don't know? Okay, all right. Don't know. Still up in the air. Mitch Macklett, three-years eligibility remaining. No US way. U.S. Military Academy. He has three left, huh? According to Go for Puck Live. Wow. Okay. Okay. He
1: had a couple points. Yeah, I, I, I've written his name a couple times on the uh, Division I scores tabs. Not as much as Austin Heidemann, yeah. he, speaking of Breck
0: guys. Justin Jalen, one of my personal favorites. Brown, from Woodbury, went to SPA. Yep, don't know where he's going to go yet. He's got a year left.
1: So I'm guessing Justin Jalen has gotten his – his Ivy League degree and is moving on to play someplace else, right? Yeah. I mean, like that, I don't mind. I'm like, don't cough up an Ivy League, don't cough up your West Point degree for hockey.
0: For crying out loud, that's that's my bent. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't don't give up those discounts at Chili's. Uh, <laughs> Carson Casabud, he was at ASU. Yep, he's got four years of eligibility remaining. He is transferring mm. to Alaska Anchorage. Boy,
1: that's from going
0: from. Hades hell it's to the total Siberia. opposite of Jax Murray, who went from Fairbanks yes. to Tempe. And finally, Frederick Payne. Hunter Payne. Four years of eligibility left. Where was he? Air Force.
1: See, I get that. I'm totally down with that. You get there, you don't like it, military, blah, 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 I'm out. But if you're there for like two or three years, like,
0: it's called "Stick It Out," bud. It's maybe, maybe a good he, deal. Maybe he got there, and they put him in the flight simulator, and he said, "No, nope. yes, <laughs> totally get that. Totally get
1: that." Are we out of Portal, babies? That's it. That is amazing That's list. Uh, do you have any comments on the Portal? You're a pro Portal guy. Um, I am. No,
0: I'm not pro Portal. I you are pro, pro player. Pro player. Pro player. I am pro compete. And a lot of these kids I missed one. Oh, you did. Okay. Jack
1: Johnston. Really? Don't tell me where he He was at St. Cloud State. He was. Another SPA kid. He's got four years left. And anywhere has he landed anywhere? He hasn't landed
0: yet. Okay. I'm sure there's another player in here that I just didn't Did not hit on? Yeah. All right. Because it doesn't show where they're from. I did this purely off name recognition. Right. Ty um, Smolan- Smolanich. He's, he's leaving. He's leaving Quinnipiac. Oh, that's a blast from the past. Michael Mancinelli. Where was he? Bowl- where was he? First saw him in Chicago. I know. He was committed Honey to the baked. UND. He was committed to UND, and then he ended up at Arizona State. Did and he? And now he is transferring. Has he ended up anywhere? Nope. He's got
1: three years Yeah, left. boy, he was a hell of a on player, wasn't he? Wasn't he honey-baked? Not honey-baked. Uh, Copyware. 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 Yeah.
0: I, rem- really I remember too. seeing him down there too. He was fantastic. I don't see any other names that I should know. If I missed anybody, I am very, very sorry. I wonder what. Speaking of Detroit, whatever happened to that kid? He
1: was a 2002 Anthony. He signed. He signed with the NTDP, and
0: then he quit, and then he went to the OHL. Antonio Stranges. Yeah, whatever happened to that up guy? up the OHL. Is he really? Oh, yeah. He. Okay. Had, I saw a highlight of him. Good. He's. He got drafted last year. This is a Minnesota-based
1: show. We, no one cares about Antonio Stranges, But I just thought it was interesting that he was, uh, you know, in there. And You know, speaking of that same year offered, 2002's, uh, the kid from Stillwater. He's not – he was committed to the Gophers. Oh, man, I'm totally drawing a blank on his name. Stillwater, Tussie, Noah Tussie. Whatever happened to Noah Tussie? I think he's just done. I don't know done. he is. You know?
0: Isn't uh, it weird
1: that you go from NTDP
0: offer, go for offer, to just not playing? Maybe he'll end up in Air Force or West Point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antonio Stranges was drafted in the fourth round of the 2020 draft by Dallas. He was, okay. Yep, fourth round pick, that's not bad. currently playing... You know his numbers, and this isn't. This is only counting league numbers for Little Caesars, the HPHL, and the Tier yeah, One yeah. NHL. His numbers are pretty pedestrian. Yeah, like, except for one year. But, uh, but he always played up. He always played with. He the He always played a year a year ahead. He's in yep. his third season with the London Knights. He had 84 points in 60 games this year. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. That's incredibly good. Yeah. He's right where he should be. (laughs) Yep. Last comment about a tier one player, and then I promise I'm done. Actually, no, I'm not, because I'm going to try to get you to send me to this next year. All right. Uh, Michael Misa. Yes, he was given exceptional status. Exceptional status to the OHL. He broke Connor McDavid's OHL Cup scoring record. He had 20 points during the OHL Cup for the Mississauga Senators. Senators. He and Malcolm Spence, who is the other stud duck, the senators. So this is an 07 Misa, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Michael I saw Misa. him. I've seen him play. It's another exceptional status. Yeah, guy. that's pretty rare. That's pretty yeah, rare. And I'm at some point, I'm going to get you to send me to the OHL Cup.
1: That would be, I think you're going to go to the Quebec if you International throw, before you go to the OHL Cup. If
0: you throw a rock at the OHL Cup, you are hitting the next Pros. 10. I know. You know number one I'm overall picks.
1: That'll change. That'll change. Will it, though? It will. Will it? It will. Well, so. we've had a fun ride down uh, is memory there, lane. Is there anything else you, of, you can think No, of. I think we have cleaned up just about okay. everything. I know I'll get a complaint or two that we forgot them, but if we yeah. didn't get you, we didn't get you. We, we covered it all. We went from peewees all the way to uh, the pros, pretty much, college and pros
0: and yeah. portals. So I had a blast. I can't think of anything else. I can't either. I can't think of it I'm excited else. to hear how what people think of this if, product. If you made it through the entire two hours of this, congratulations! congratulations you have nothing else going on. But uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, we do appreciate the listenership. We know it's kind of a, a dead period for hockey right now. We don't do much when it comes to the NHL. Thank God, because if I had to follow the NHL that closely, I would, I hard. would quit this job and work in insurance. Right. But uh, thanks for tuning in for Tony Scott, Peter Rodney. This has been the Minnesotan Pod spring cleaning episode. Love is a burning thing.